The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Back to the fam. My name is Daniel McCartan, hanging with you till 2 a.m. We are just getting started. Uh, give Nick a call, 877-337-6666. And, um, yep, it's another night of talking about the Giants quarterback situation. As you just heard Peter Schwartz say, as I open with, it is Tyrod Taylor moving forward. The right decision for me? I don't think so. I, I should say the right decision, comma, for me, question mark? I don't think so. Tyrod Taylor's likely not on this roster next season, and maybe Tommy DeVito isn't either. But you got to give the kid time to develop some valuable, in some valuable, invaluable regular season snaps. You just have to do it, especially that was against a division rival. 877-337-6666. We go to Edison, New Jersey. Paul's going to kick us off tonight. What's going on, Paul? Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? So, I'm good. So, question. Do you think it's because they actually see Tyrod Taylor as more of an asset to keep him for next season, and that's why they want to see what he's going to do? You know, I, I considered that, too, but then I looked at He made $7 million against the cap this year. There's no way they can afford to keep him at that price. Or they want to keep DeVito on ice and then develop him and keep him. I, I, I don't see any of these like decisions. Like I see that they went with DeVito when he got hot. As soon as he didn't, they took him out. But and then another thing, if you if I can question on it, I, I'm reading a part like uh, Russell Wilson's now going to be in the mix. I supposedly. know. I know. Like, do you think that's a, a good move? No, I don't. No, I, I didn't like him when he was a free agent, and then but like before he went to the Broncos, I didn't like him. Um, it's just he. he First of all, he took forever to adapt to that new system out there in Denver, and then finally he got it going a little bit. So he's going to come here and have a have a, a crap year and get paid how much to do it? No, I'd pass on Russell Wilson too. Yeah, and what about Jet, like the Daniel Jones thing? Like I, I don't, I mean, I've seen him succeed in certain things, but like none of these quarterbacks have the proper protection. That's the problem, and herein lies the problem. There is no protection for these quarterbacks. How could you get an a, a actual assessment on any of them, quite honestly? Exactly. That's, that's the problem. That's my point. Yep. So and then, then how long? Go ahead. Paul, then, then what do you do in the draft? Of course, no, no matter if you picked Joe Montana reincarnated in this draft, he's not going to succeed behind an offensive line that gives up the most sacks in the league. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. So like, where do you go from here? And, and and how do you adjust to a quarterback situation when you can't even protect them? Right. That's 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 the truth. And and that's a good call there, Paul. And it's a good question to end on. How can you expect at, at this point a, a brand new rookie to come in here and and get a stranglehold on this offense with this line? It's it's not possible. I don't care if it's. You know, whoever, whoever, think of, I keep saying this, think of the greatest quarterback who ever played the game. In my lifetime, I'd have to say it's Tom Brady. He would not succeed behind this offensive line. You saw it in the Super Bowl. Strahan and Tuck, and and, and, and they got through that offensive line. And he, and, he, and he lost the game. You know what I'm saying? So 
uh, just it's it's inconceivable that that you would think that bringing in another guy. The Giants are not a quarterback away from making a deep run into this postseason. They're just not. They have too many holes all over this field. So to draft a quarterback, it it and waste of top five pick, or top ten at the minimum pick on, on a guy like that. Uh, no matter who it is, it, it's not. It's not being um, what's the word? Like good, like smart. I can't think of the word with the pick. Build it from the inside out. And, and hey, who knows? Maybe Daniel Jones. Huh. Presto can show you that he is the guy behind uh, uh, some protection in that line. You never know. 877-337-6666. We go out to uh, Josh in uh, Smithtown. What's going on there, Josh? Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm just wondering, you know, why we feel like we need to give Tommy DeVito more chances. I think in the chances that he's had, he had his little run. He had his 15 minutes of fame. But in those in that run, he was he didn't do anything impressive. You look at all of his numbers, all of his stats. You know, I understand the offensive line is leaky, but you know, Tara Taylor can at least read a defense better. You know, if you want to give your, your team the best chance to win, then I think, you know, going with the veteran is the best way to go. Well, see, that's the thing. Why, why though? Why give Tyrod Taylor? It's, it's more about why give Tyrod Taylor more time versus Tommy DeVito. Where, where along the line did Tommy DeVito equals losing? When did that equation start to become the narrative? I just think that even in the games that he won, he didn't play particularly well. We were just enamored with, you know, the whole idea of a Jersey kid. He had a 138 rating against Washington, a 114 rating against the Green Bay Packers, 104 against the New England defense, which is very good. I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we can both try to pick our stats. I can try to pick stats to show you how he's bad. Go ahead, tell me. Then tell me. Tell me how he's bad. Yards per attempt, yards per success, uh, Maybe yards. that's not his fault. Um, yards per attempt. Let's go one by one. Yards per attempt, that's clearly in the game plan. That's a Kafka that's, thing. I, I, can't, I can't argue that. I mean, that's also why they didn't let him throw the ball against the Jets. I agree. I can't argue that. Okay. What's the next one then? I, was, I mean, it's also, you know, it just really for me, it's, you know, watching him when the pressure's on, which is, you know, any quarterback, if you, you know, you look across town at Zach Wilson, it's the same thing. It's the inability to read when the pressure's coming, where the pressure's coming from. And you know what? Not for nothing, Daniel Jones wasn't good at reading that pressure either. But, you know, I think that the coaches owe it to their players, you know, a defense, other players. If you want to look at who's the who's going to give you the best chance to win, I think that that's Tyrod Taylor. And if the coaches think that too, then they owe it to their players to play who's going to give them the best chance to win. What are they winning? They're, they're obviously not winning anything. I'm, okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. I'm not going to tell you it's a meaningful win or not. But I'm just saying that you know, do you really think these guys are going to go out there and say you know whatever? Oh no! Oh no! You cut out. What did you say? Do you think these guys are going to go out there and what? Oh no! All right, we lost you. And he hung up. He hung up. I didn't do that. But everybody's going out there and, and, and thinking like Tyrod Taylor, he, he's the next Tom Brady reincarnate. He's not because you want to know why? In that game, in that in the first half of that game in, in uh, Philadelphia, Tommy DeVito had, a, off the top of my head, a, let's round it, 63 quarterback rating. Tyrod Taylor in the second half had a 68 quarterback rating, okay? So this is, this is not like it's like there's a, a, a huge drop-off. And cherry-pick stats... No, no, that's not a stat. That's a quarterback rating. It encompasses all of the stats. And when I look at uh, Tyrod Taylor, he only has one game above 100. 
Whereas Tommy DeVito has three games above 100. In yards per attempt, that's a question that I would love to have asked. I mean, I know Jordan Renan tried. And, and Brian Dable said very nastily, he said, I'm going to have to look at the tape. Okay, well, well, now today's Wednesday. Have you looked at the tape, Coach Dable? I still need an answer to that. Tyrod Taylor, let's get it straight. He is the better quarterback. He is. The veteran, the more seasoned guy, he is. But he's got no future on this team. That's the point I'm making. Whereas Tommy DeVito might have a future on this team. Whether that be as a quarterback too. Whether that be as a scout team, dude. I don't know. It has nothing to do with the hype. It has everything to do with the play on the field. And if you looked at and listened to and watched the quotes from those players coming out of that locker room at the link in Philadelphia, the best one I I found, Darius Slayton. You know what he attributed the difference in the first to the second half? You know what it was? He never mentioned the quarterback play. Not at all. The biggest thing that he mentioned in a few different sentences was the running game got going. And then, therefore, subsequently, he said this, that then, therefore, subsequently, the back end, the passing game opened up because the running game got going. So, nothing to do with the quarterback play. Everything to do with the running game. And the fact that Tommy DeVito was either, was he only allowed to throw those short wide receiver screens? Or was that what he wanted to do because he was afraid to turn the ball because if a turnover meant a a benching. And I would love to have known, still, if there was a conversation that was had along those lines before the game started. I mean, that's why he was playing a little scared. Not a little. He was playing scared, maybe. I don't know. But you have to give Tommy DeVito in front of the home crowd two more games meaningful snaps. You have to do it. We know what Tyrod Taylor is. Everybody knows what Tyrod Taylor is. 877-337-6666. Up to Westchester. Hey, Marty, what's going on? Yes, uh, good evening, Danielle. Uh, I heard the news uh, today about the quarterback switch, and I was very unhappy about it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is not going to be a part of the giant future, so why even play him? Okay, exactly. they're out of the playoffs. Exactly. Okay, they have no chance. So, and the fact is, they played their best football in a miserable season yep. with Devito at quarterback during that three-game stretch. Yep. And he played a terrific game against the Packers uh, when the Packers was uh, they still had a shot at the playoffs, yep. come from behind victory. I just don't get it. I don't know if Dable just lost confidence in, in Devito. I don't know if he, he if he fears for his job security. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I, I also thought about that too. I, I went for a run today, and I was thinking, Dable and job security. I did think about that, and and maybe he wants to win one or two more games just to really make sure he'll be back next year. But for me, he's back no matter what. If they lose the last two games, I think he's back no matter what. I think he's earned it. I would think so. I, w- I would think so. So, this, again, that makes all well, the more reason why this decision doesn't make any sense. Yes. And, and I, was, I was also thinking while I was running today, too, I was like, all right, well, maybe Dable's just trying to show him some tough love. Maybe he wasn't up to snuff in his studying with all his appearances that he's been doing and trying to you know, make the money while he can, which you can't blame him. But, hey, maybe he wasn't 
you know, head in the book as much. And maybe that was Dable's way of punishing him. I can see that. But then you start him again this week and you give him back that vote of confidence. Absolutely. You have to give him a start against the Rams. It doesn't make any sense at all. And it's just been a mental season. See, this is a bad part of uh, the expansion to 17 games. When you root for a bad team like yep. this, you can't wait for the season to end. That's right. You can't wait for the season to, to appear in the rearview mirror. It's just been a horrible year from opening night against the Cowboys, and yep. it's just gone downhill since then. 40-burger. 40 nothing right. was that mm-hmm. game. And for the Jets, too, the first four plays of the season, it was a, you knew it was over then and there. Right. Right. Well, we'll see what happens during the offseason if uh, DeVito's part of the future. I, at this point, I tend to doubt it. I know. Me, too. I tend to doubt it. And maybe, maybe even if he did play his two games, maybe he wouldn't be. But you know what? It's more minutes. It's more film. It's more of a, a chance to evaluate where the kid's at. And, and I, I just don't get it. Right. And it's more experience for, 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 the, young, too. for exactly. the young quarterback. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Happy New Year, Danielle. Thanks, Barney. I'll be back a few times before okay. that. But uh, I hope good. to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. All okay. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, and, and while Marty was, was talking, I wrote down, um, you know, tough love from Dayball, question mark. And another thing I wrote down was this. Think about those games that they won those three in a row. When when, when he said, when Marty said that, that uh, uh, what's his name, DeVito was playing his best football in those three games, I wrote down, and no one was chasing his tail. And that's probably not the right expression. I'm not good at those, but... What I'm trying to say is that you had Tyrod Taylor on IR, and Tommy DeVito was secure in his spot on that team, in his role on that team. Once he got off IR, well, then there's competition, and you're scared. You're scared to make a mistake. Maybe I'm just trying to play, you know, psychologist with this and and, and dissect that. Maybe, maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Does that make sense? It might. Um, and I do have to do this little quick shout-out here because um, and it's been a long time coming, but um, if you came out to Belleville, New Jersey, uh, a couple weeks ago at this point, uh, to Michael's Roscommon House um, for that Monday Night Football game, if you didn't, um, th- if you did, thank you. That, it was an amazing event. I'll talk about it in a second. Um, but if you didn't, here's what happened. Um I hosted a a watch party for the Giants and um, Pro Football Hall of Famer Harry Carson came out. He he joined me for a twenty five minute sit down interview. It was complete with this this audience Q and A, a free autograph signing, and it was just an awesome night. And um, I'll have that uh, full length video posted to my YouTube channel, and uh, I think it's up there already. Uh, I'll post some clips from it on social media in the coming days at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, But, of course, as always, it's always free to enter. And on the generosity, this is the best part, on the generosity of New York Giants fans across social media, at the restaurant that night, and a, a nice contribution from Frank, the owner of Michael's Ross Common House, for the Tom Coughlin J Fund. We raised a total of $1,803. So that was pretty cool. That was probably the best part, the most rewarding part, of course. Uh, so just, you know, thank you. Um, so a Giants win that night, and it was a win all around, clearly. Um, so 
uh, you better stay tuned for next year's because we are already planning it. The third annual, and I promise you it's going to be even bigger. And Harry Carson did say he'll be back. So stay tuned for that. It's it's giant fans coming together for a good cause. So, um, yeah, I just that's a that's a cool thing. And you saw the pictures. And uh, so I, I I asked Harry Carson a few different things um, that I'm not sure now would still be you know evergreen. But I'll look back through it and I'll find some to post. But he was gracious with his time. He was he answered all my questions. He was, you know, and my dad came too, and he and he was like, I said, Dad. You saw you you loved Harry Carson. You went to the 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 nineteen eighty what was it eighty six uh, party at the at the Meadowlands. It was freezing that day. I hear stories all the time. You got the button. You were still having it in a, in a very nice spot. You watched him, and then you watched me interview him. Your daughter interview him. Was that cool for you? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so eight seven seven three three seven. 66, 66, and uh, yes, I'm Daniel McCartan, and with this conversation with the Giants and the quarterback situation, I mean, I was also thinking about this while I was running today. Man, don't they miss the stability that Eli Manning brought to this team? Like, the Giants have had a fairly stable quarterback situation, and I I could say that because you compare it against the Jets, and it's just no comparison, you know? So despite all of this tumultuousness, the Giants should not, N-O-T, not pick a quarterback in the first round of the 2024 draft. No matter who you pick, it's not going to end well. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to the fan. My name is Danielle McCartan, hanging with you till 2 a.m. So we got a lot of time together, me and you. Uh, we're talking, of course, about the Giants' decision to start Tyrod Taylor against the Rams over Tommy DeVito. Um, it's 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 possible that both guys are not on the Giants' roster moving forward next year. But I can tell you this: Tyrod Taylor's not going to be, unless he takes a huge discount, which you know he might. But why should he, right? But you look at Tommy DeVito, and, and maybe he's got a chance. QB2. Maybe he's got a chance for practice squad, or, or maybe he's going to get cut. But to me, it doesn't make any sense to start Taylor over DeVito at this juncture of the season with the team mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. 877-337-6666. In the order that you called, we go back to line one. Ralph and Waterbury. What's going on, Ralph? How you doing, Dan? How you doing, Coach? Ah, I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks for asking. Happy New Year and continued success. Thank you. First time, long time caller. Thanks for taking the call. Oh, I love that. Thanks for making uh, it. As far as DeVito goes, I mean, he's earned the, he's earned the opportunity to play him. I mean, that's the way I feel. I noticed that, you know, the other dude's going to be gone next year. It's not really going to matter. The problem with the Giants is in the O-line. You could get, like you said, you could get the greatest quarterback ever. They're not going to do well with that O-line. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. You know, this, it's not going to happen. Can you imagine? It's, it almost gives me shades of, like, Sam Darnold all over again. He was so spooked with that Jets offensive line. He couldn't do anything. And they ruined them. Yep. It's it's yep. going to be the yep. same thing. The Jets are a whole other story. I mean, it's the same story 
same storyline, different issues. But, yeah, we got to pick up. I've been a longtime Giants fan. I'm 65 years old. And, I mean, Lawrence Taylor was my idol. You know, I, I remember when we were at the top, you know what I mean? And, and, and things have changed a lot. we got to build our old line out first. Yep. Protect the quarterback yep. second. I mean, the defense is not in real bad shape. I mean, I think we could, you know, we could at least make a run for it with what we got. I, I'd like to see the line. Giants come away with another cornerback on defense. I, I just don't. I, I love Deontay Banks, Tay Banks as they call him, uh, but just the other yep. side of the field to me is just really wide open. Yep. No, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, we got to fix our O line. And then the quarterback, Daniel, you know, we're going to hope for Daniel Jones. He's, you know, a neck injury. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, if he gets one hit, he could be done. So we need to have a, maybe a veteran behind him. Yeah. Or maybe a high draft pick. I don't know. I'm not saying waste his draft pick on a, on a quarterback next seat next year, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Dan, we need to have something in line. Mm-hmm. for one- Well, and, and guess it's what? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Right, Ralph. And guess what? And thanks for the call there. Daniel Jones didn't come into the NFL with neck problems. The offensive line caused the man, the young man, to have neck problems. I mean, come on. Wake up. They need to build it again from the inside out. Protect the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. And and you know what? Maybe the answer is this. Maybe the answer is, you know, I looked at all the free agent quarterbacks that are going to be available next year. There's a lot to pick from. But they're all going to be more expensive than Tyrod Taylor. So is Tyrod Taylor coming back next year? Is that what they're evaluating? I don't know, man. $36.5 million to, with, with 38 players signed to the active roster next year? That's that's without some cap gymnastics by Joe Shane. That's not a ton of money to spend and to allocate among the the, the number of guys that that are going to be you know reaching for the pot. So I, I don't know what the answer is, but to me, it all starts with evaluating this quarterback. That's why this is not just a decision of you know we're just we're just arguing over who who should start week seventeen in a lost season. It's not that. It's it's we're arguing over the, the the future of of the quarterback position and getting and gaining a clearer understanding of what that that might entail. And it's, I mean, I don't know. To me, I, I I'm starting to veto. To me, I don't know. Uh, let's go to Charlie and Flushing on line three. What's going on, Charlie? Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, what this is uh, the fact that we're squabbling about whether it should be Devito or Jones or Taylor. This is a giant failure of vision and leadership on the front office. They had zero plan for the post-Eli Manning. They just sat on their hands and wished it would go away in a yeah. bubble. Every other team in the NFL that had a, a, a Roethlisberger or you know a Peyton Manning going away, they prepared. Maybe the Patriots are not prepared. But where is the leadership over several GM regimes where they, where they had any kind of plan for who – what was what the move was going to be once Eli went off into the sunset? He's a once in a generational uh, kind of quarterback, you know. Why didn't they have? And I'm not saying you produce a Josh Allen, but they whiffed on Lamar Jackson. They whiffed on a lot of talented guys on Brock Purdy. These are guys who slipped under their radar, and you just got to wonder the brain trust. If we're going to trust them to build a line, how they they whiffed on every quarterback that might have been a solution to the post Eli. Manning era. Yeah, but I know, and, and I know that. But 
they already had Daniel Jones in place by the time this regime got in, right? Because Daniel Jones was drafted in 2019. And, and yeah, then, but you you think he was – I mean, did the Giants really have a belief that he wasn't Danny Cannell or Dave Brown? I mean, he was not – He was nobody could be Eli Manning, I guess. Yeah, that, I know, I know. I just I just don't want to – yeah, I get it. I just don't want to look in, in the rearview mirror here. I want to look yeah. in, out the, the windshield, right? And I want to – I want, I think Joe Shane – I trust Joe Shane. I trust the process that he is putting in place here. Not, You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he's it's going to be okay, but – you know they invested in Daniel Jones. They gave him know, a contract. But, but sometimes you got to get egg on your face and admit it and tell the fans we we blew it and bite down hard and release the guy. I mean, you know, have some no. back. You know, yeah, I know, I understand. But the guy that you can see that Jones doesn't have it. See, I I, I don't I don't agree with that statement because I I think he does have it, and I think yeah. if offensive line's a little better, if he's got wide receivers that can create I don't know a yard of separation, I think you're going to see a different guy. Yeah, I, you know I see one good year out of his career, and it was his money, his walk year. So you know I don't know I question it. I, I, we were spoiled. We had Phil Sims, we had we had Eli, we had guys that were generational talents, and you know to, to put the pieces back together after that. Yeah, it's tough, but you know. I just want some vision, man. The Giants front office used to move mountains and stuff, and, you know, I just don't see it anymore. Yeah, I know. And I get it, Charlie. Yeah. And, and as you said, Eli Manning, obviously, right, a stalwart on that team. It's just amazing to me how many – that guy never got hurt. I mean, or he played hurt and we never knew about it, but he he took the field. You can count on Eli Manning to take the field. And probably that might be one of the most underrated or underappreciated, I should say, um, characteristics of him, of that number 10. Because now look, since then, all guys to start games for the Giants, Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy, Dave Glennon, Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, Tyrod Taylor, Tommy DeVito. And that's in... Over the course of once Eli left, one, two, three, four years, they've had how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different starting quarterbacks over the past four years. It's not a great situation. That's like, that's jet like, isn't it? We go to line four. Uh, Greg in Piscataway, New Jersey. What's going on, Greg? Hey, what's up, Danielle? Hey, hey, what's going on? Am I, am I crazy or am I thinking maybe the reason why the Giant, why they benched them halfway through is because. This guy's a, a walk-on quarterback. He's running around doing, you know, appearances and stuff. And I get it. It's part of the business. You monetize, you know, the little bit of fame and success that mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. But if, if it were me, I'd have my head buried in a playbook yeah. and trying to make it, you know, on a roster next year. You think Tom Brady, as a, as a you know, six-round pick, was doing appearances in New England? And every, I, I just don't think that the Giants – that was a good look, and, and it kind of turned into a bit of a spectacle with the yeah. whole pizza parlor and mm-hmm. everything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Dayball wasn't, you know, thrilled about yeah. all of that, and he probably had a short leash. Yeah, but rightfully know, so. Yeah, Greg, and, and I agree with you. Rightfully so, right? Yes, and 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 that's I said it before too. That. I'm okay with that being like, hey, dude, you are unprepared for this game. Study up. I'm going to bench you at halftime, and I want you to study up the playbook for this upcoming week. But But then you start the kid the upcoming week. That's the problem I've got a problem with. But it's also not fair to a guy like Tyrod Taylor, right? Who's the ultimate professional, who's right. the backup quarterback. Uh, you can't just do that to him. Yeah, I, I'm sure Tyrod Taylor wasn't running around doing appearances and things like that. So I think it just holds to accountability, and Dayball has to hold those guys in the room. And I'm sure that, you know, the veterans on the team, that that didn't go over too well with them either, you know? So I, I just think that 
to keep the locker room together, I just kind of think that it, it wasn't a good look for him. And I get it. Like, this guy, his family, they're entrepreneurs. He has an entrepreneur spirit mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I think just overall, it wasn't a good look of, of everything, you know. I, I know somebody who went to one of his signing. His mom was outside selling T-shirts. And like what? in one hand, which I'm one like, was that? Yeah. At at the he was at a car shop in uh, uh, in Morris County. His mom was outside selling T-shirts. Uh, Tommy Cutler's T-shirt for thirty dollars. Swear to God. Oh man, yeah, that's, that's a little <laughs> much. That that's I didn't know that. That's a little much. Yeah, um, and like I get it. Like in one hand, I respect it, but in the other hand, I'm like, yeah, all right, like. You know, he's he's a walk. He's a walk. He it's a one in a million chance that he did. He just had his head buried in the playbook. Yeah, you know. Yep, I do know. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. And and you're right there, Greg. I totally agree with you. I went to the signing. Um, I don't know which one it was. Wayne, one of the sandwich shops in Wayne. Um, yeah, and the line wrapped around the entire strip mall. Like, and it it never. And when I left, I was trying to get an interview with him. Uh, I talked to the agent. Agent gave me his phone number. I've texted the agent now three different occasions. Um, never heard back from the agent. Um, and even in that moment there, I mean, that night I left because uh, I had something to do. And at school, I think it was. I had something left at school to do, so I had to leave. And one of the kids, one of my the students in my class, he was like, yo, Mr. Carton, uh, we, went to the, we went to the Tommy DeVito signing last night. I said, you did? I said, well, what time did you? He was like, oh, we, we were in the last group to, to get to meet him. I said, well, what time was that? It was one hour after after it was supposed to end. It was. The guy stayed an hour extra to do it. Um, so that was cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, look, while you're trying to monetize it and, and, right, and capture it and bottle it and this could be it for you, there's got to be a balance of, you know, finding time to study up, finding time to be a professional like that's your job everything else is ancillary and 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 maybe that's lesson like that was the tough love possibly from brian dayball in the benching at the halftime maybe but then you say hey kid you learned your lesson all right show me you know uh that you demonstrate knowledge of the playbook and the game plan and the install and all that and i'll give you the start that's how i would handle it and and as far as the locker room guy Tommy beloved Tommy beloved <laughs> Tommy DeVito is beloved in that locker room literally so I don't I don't know if that's that's a um a factor in this uh we go to yeah we got time we go to Sal in line two on Yonkers what's going on Sal hello Daniel how are you I'm doing okay I said you remember me when we met out in uh Vegas do you remember Sal, oh, you were at the bar. Oh, you were at the the tailgate party. Yes, yes, yes. yes. How are yes. you? How's everything? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing. I told you I call you, and I'm listening to what's going on here about yeah. uh, Tyrod Taylor. And uh, let's. I'm going to start. Go back to that weekend. I met somebody out there uh, when I was leaving the hotel, and who knew Saquon, and said he was close to him, and told me. I mean, this is hearsay. Give it its hearsay. Okay. Told me that uh, Daniel Jones was not uh, friendly to, you know, like he didn't take care of his teammates. Hmm. And I think that's part of what they, the beloved 
like you're saying that they're beloved, that he's beloved, Tommy DeVito's beloved in the locker room. You just said that, so that's why I'm bringing that up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that that part I don't know. Obviously, that's a hearsay kind of thing. Um, it's a hearsay. It's a hearsay. But he's he's telling me because he's what happened was I was had my my Giants stuff, and he thought I worked for the Giants, <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't work for the Giants. <laughs> and I said, I'm a diehard Giants fan. My my pictures in the house, but no, I don't work for the Giants. And then he tells me he that's when we got in the conversation about Daniel Jones. Anyway, Wait, I'm so, thinking, you know what I just Googled? Because always a good time of year to, 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 I don't know, look at that is, you know, what did it give the, the guys for, uh, for Christmas? And in what year was this? In 2021, Daniel Jones gave every one of his offensive linemen a personalized, um, you know, a video game cabinet, like a big one, like mm-hmm. a stand up one. Each guy got that. Now, I have one in my house. It cost me 600 bucks. So, I don't know. As a as a what a rookie, you're buying that for your team. I, that's a pretty cool gift. I mean, yeah, who, who was it? We were watching on football uh, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. The quarterback, I think it was the Raiders quarterback. I'm not mistaken. Gave cookies to his offensive line. Like that's a crappy gift, man. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't I go agree. over too well. I'm not like. Let me see. I before Eli left, I was missing him before he left. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I, I didn't want Eli to leave. You know, I, I didn't want, I didn't want Dan Jones. I didn't think, you know, and you got to think about now that he's injured a lot. You know, twice with yep. his neck injury. You got that's a concern to me. Yeah, okay? it has become and a concern I, because of that line now. That's that, and and the other thing is, is with Tyrod Taylor, he's a veteran, and I'm going to go back with Geo Smith too because mm-hmm. I think that's what happened then. I said he's a veteran. I think that was happening now. Geno, Geno Smith wasn't going to be around with us, mm-hmm. and now Tyra Taylor's not going to be around with us, and I think he's being showcased a little bit here. I, that's, I think that's part of it. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll change. Everything's going to be changed. Don't forget, when, um, when Shane uh, drafted Allen, when they, when they drafted up, so I, I think they, they, there's something in the works here. So don't give up on them yet. I'm not giving up on them yet, and I think they have something planned. No, thanks for the call, Danielle. I know you're up against the twenty, so yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, Sal. Hey, thanks for thanks for making the call there, Sal. Yes, we did meet at the at a Giants uh, Giants tailgate party out there in Vegas. That was a fun time. Yeah, Sal was like, "Hey, hey, aren't you on the radio?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah," and he was a nice guy, Sal. So thanks, Sal. You called in. Cool. Um, as far as you know. Jones, I, I'm I'm probably the biggest Jones supporter maybe on this station, and I still think he has it. I just I, the the neck injuries concern me. And how did they get there? Oh yeah, the offensive line. Let's talk about it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Danielle McCartan with you till two right here on WFA and of course the flagship station for Giants and Yankees and Nets. Um, I'm getting a, a lot of tweets, lots of tweets on the break, and of course your calls at 877-337-6666. But obviously, um, calls take precedence, right? We're talking about this, this the decision. <laughs> Let me slow that down. The decision from the New York Giants to choose Tyrod Taylor as their starter against the Los Angeles Rams over. Tommy DeVito. Now, 
For me, that's not the right choice. I would prefer to see DeVito in that spot for all of the reasons we were talking about and we have been talking about. Um, it's not just about, um, you know, qu- quibbling and quabbling over who's going to be the, the starter in week 17 in a lost season, of course. It's quibbling and quabbling over, over the future of the position for the, for the Giants. You know, who, who is on that depth chart behind Daniel Jones next year? Is it Tyrod Taylor? Probably not. Is it DeVito? Maybe not. Is it a rookie quarterback that they draft? I hope not. And that's where I stand on it. Again, 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. We go to Audi in the Bronx. What's going on, Audi? Hey, what's going on, Daniel? Oh, you know, doing a show. What's up with you? Yeah, I have not much. Listening, first time caller, but it's it's been a good, it's good. Well, thank you. Um, Appreciate that. I actually wanted to know what cabinet you got in the house because that was actually a very interesting point because I got one. I got the NFL Blitz one myself. Oh, I have. Uh, you know what I bought? What was it? Oh, it's a nostalgic factor. I the Blitz is my next one. I was looking at that over over uh, Christmas here, but um, I actually have the Ninja Turtles one. For nostalgic purposes, you know the original uh, like, Nintendo that. game. Yeah, I got the I got the NFL Blitz one. On How is the Blitz one? Club. Oh, it's good. Four yeah, players, it's awesome. Man. I bring my cousins over. It gets good. Yeah, I was looking at that one or the NBA Jam one. And I'm deciding. Yeah. Yeah, but good. I actually got it on sale around Easter time. It was like three hundred bucks. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Good. What is it called? Easter uh, time. No, uh, in uh, Easter. During Easter, oh, at Easter weekend. time, I thought you'd give yeah, me a website. No, <laughs> uh, it was during it was during Easter weekend. Right? Oh, they, they okay, okay. It's actually pretty awesome. All right, I have to but, have my um, eyes open. Yeah. With, with the with the Devito situation, I actually think all the off court, all the off the field stuff that doesn't really matter. I think the Giants actually saw everything they needed to see out of the three wins that they got. That they know that 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 Devito is their backup next year. Hmm. However, because the O line has been so atrocious. And Daniel Jones already has the neck injuries. Mm-hmm. They don't want the same to happen to their backup quarterback next year. Huh? That's not an only interesting that, take. Yeah. Not only that, look at Daniel Jones. He's in his fifth season. You know who didn't last that long from getting hit that hard? Yeah. Andrew Wait, Luck. I know the answer. Is it Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck. Yep. So yep. Andrew Luck only lasted seven seasons because the O line was so atrocious. He kept getting hit. And you know what? Got hit I did, a, I, I did a comparison between the two of them, and they reached a certain amount of sacks, and Daniel Jones did it at a much faster pace than Andrew Luck. Yes. Yes. And if, and, and if you've seen the stats on DeVito, he's, he's even exponentially getting hit hard more than Daniel Jones is yeah. at, during that time. Yeah. He's gotten hit almost 40 times in, in the seven games that he's played, the yeah. eight games. It's, it's, and they don't want to see that happen, so I think they know what's going to happen. They're going to let Tyrod do his thing for the next couple of weeks. Mm. They're going to cut him loose. They're going to keep DeVito, work on him with the playbook, work on him as a backup, yep. get him some good reps in the preseason, try to shore up the O-line in the offseason so that they can have a much better season next year. Huh. Yeah, I hope you're right on that, Audi. That, that's a good theory there. That, that's a very well-thought-out theory, too. Yeah. It was awesome. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Yeah, Audi, thanks. I appreciate you. That was, that was, that was yeah, maybe. That could be it. I mean, Devito, right? He he was he was hurt. He already got hurt, and he came back. And yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he's the, maybe they're just trying to insulate him and protect him from from <laughs> the elements out there. Yeah, that that's not a bad take. That is not a bad take, and, and I hope that you're right on that. Yeah, let's go to Philip in Jamaica Queens. What's going on, Philip? Hello. Thank you for taking my call and uh, 
Happy holidays and a happy new year. You too. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about Daniel Jones too. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, ta- I'm talking about next year. Yeah. Now, here's my thinking, and I totally agree with you, but the Giants signed him to a, a pretty good contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens to that? If they decide to, let's say, draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. what happens to the contract? Are they just, are the Giants going to eat the money? Or are they going to, my opinion, I agree with you totally. It's it, not Daniel Jones' fault that the offensive line didn't help him. Mm-hmm. And he should not be punished for that. I would ride Daniel Jones. You signed him to a contract. Yep. So if you signed him to a contract, it shows you have confidence in him. You can't all of a sudden sign him to all the money they signed him to and mm-hmm. then decide because he got hurt. Well, now we're not. What is going to happen to the contract? Like I said, are they going to eat the money or. Are they going to stick with Daniels? I personally, I would, would stick, stick with them. Yeah, I, I would too. They, there's an out in 2025. It's, I think it's a 22 million dollar cap hit or dead cap hit or something like that. Um, I think that's the out that that they do have in there. They did put that in there. Um, but if it's me, I, I'm I'm riding with him. I, and you know what else too? And, and I hate to say it like this, but Philip, he's he's hurt. He's damaged goods as it is, right? So if you're trying to build it the right way, you keep throwing him back out there, and then you get your guy to come in. Then you draft your guy to come in. You trade up and pick your guy, and and you build it that way. You wouldn't want to bring yeah. in, a, you know, a, a brand new guy and and have him have deer in the headlights uh, look as soon as it as soon as he steps foot onto the field. Yeah, but the thing is, it's Daniel. Just he, I think Daniel Jones, like you, was healthy, but he yeah. has a neck injuries out. Now, what makes me think they're going to draft another quarterback and the same thing's not going to happen to that quarterback? Exactly. Exactly the same thing. Yep. Yep. It's it's, it's for sure possible. Yes. So I would stick with Daniel Jones. I'm pretty sure his neck, I am a little worried about his neck. You signed him to to a contract. So that's my main question. Are the Giants going to just say, well, he got hurt, so we're going to eat the money? Or yeah, I don't know, uh, Philip. And, and the Giants are not in a great money situation. They're they're mid in the league. They're fifteenth in the league right now, as we speak, in cap situation and cap health for next year. Fifteenth in a league in, in a league of thirty two teams. So they're not in a great position. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Welcome back to the fan at the stroke of midnight or two minutes past that. My name is Daniel McCartan. Now McCartan at midnight, at midnight, right here on WFAN. Again, the super utility around here, that's for sure. I'll be back uh, tomorrow, pretty much same time, same place. Um, After the Jet game, and I do have to get into some Jets predictions and what I'd like to see from them a little bit, I guess, technically later today. Stroke stroke of midnight also means we say goodbye to Nick Theodoro. But don't worry, he'll be back with me tomorrow. So see you in a few hours there, Nick. Rest up. (laughs) <laughs> and that means we say goodbye, of course, to Nick, and we say hello to Alex Azarm. Alex is going to be taking your calls at 877-337-6666. It's been all Giants. I really would like to infuse some uh, some Mets into this in a little bit, some Jets, some baseball. Uh, there's always a good time to talk baseball. And, of course, um, some, some Jets and, and predict this Thursday night football game in which 
the Cleveland Browns are are fighting for a playoff spot. This could end ugly for the New York Jets. But before we get to that, um, it's been all Giants so far, and and the head scratching move, in my opinion, to choose Tyrod Taylor over Tommy DeVito. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. That's what it is. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We had one theory from one of the callers just recently, and he said that uh, quite possibly it could be that they've seen enough, they know what he can do, and they're just protecting him from the awful offensive line that uh, that the Giants roll out there every single week. Could be that that's a good theory. That's a theory I would like to subscribe to. Anyway, we go back to the phones and we go to Dave in Belleville. What's going on there, Dave? How you doing, Danielle? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I just wanted to. I heard you talking about uh, some gifts that the quarterbacks got their offensive line. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody brought up with uh, Mahomes. No. Just over the weekend, he nope. bought his golf carts. He bought his whole offensive line. These beautiful golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're more expensive than the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I still couldn't. I was trying to Google it. I swear I heard that. There was a quarterback that gifted cookies to the offensive line. And we all looked at each other in the living room like, what? They're, that was it? Cookies? I don't know. I think with Mahomes, it might have been the whole offense because they had them all parked out in front of this golf course. And there had to be like 15 of them. All uh, like the, looks the, like I Googled the, it here. It just looks like offensive line. Okay, but they, you know, they were customized golf oh, carts with sure. the knobby tires and the uh, beef sick. red, right? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is just one big kid. I, I've watched quarterbacks long enough to know that, but these, yeah. I'm looking at them right now. These are sick. Humphrey yeah, no, number fifty. I'm a Cowboy fan, but I, I was really surprised that they pulled uh, uh, Tommy Cutlitz to it. You know, he wasn't playing that bad, and I don't, I don't really believe that reasoning that the other caller had because, you know, he's going to be exposed to hits, you know, no matter who they get next yeah. year. And, uh, I mean, I think you want to see as much as you can of him and give him the experience. There's no experience, like, on the field. Like real game experience? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? And Tyrod's not going to be on the team next year, I don't think. I don't think so either. Right. But, I mean, it just, uh, I would think that, and that's going to put people – because they're playing at home next week, is that right? Or the Giants week? are home the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's. I guess they're all sold out anyway. They don't need to sell tickets, but I mean, he puts uh, seats in the in the stands, so they got nothing to play for. Exactly. Anyway. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Dave, I, I'm just scratching my head uh, in the same way you are, and and of course the Giants in that game had through halftime 100 yards of total offense. Tommy DeVito accounted for, whether it be through his arm or his legs, 55 yards out of that 100 yards. So the difference, of course, was that the run game got started. And and, um, Darius Slayton told our own Paul Dottino that, just that, after the game, that that was the difference between halves one and two. That was a great question by him. Let's go to Kevin in Camden. What's going on, Kevin? What's up, Coach? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, real quick, I did. Tell, I did. I'm going to bring up baseball, but I did tell you about Tyron Taylor last night. I did tell you that was going, probably going to be the likely move that that you know that was going to happen because the uh, veto, you know, probably saved so much in the break. I did tell you that last night, though. So. Yeah. So, well. Yeah. I, but you know. <laughs> but anyway, I'm about the Yankees. I I love the moves that they made. I didn't really get to talk to you about this before. Uh, Soto, you ha- you had to do to bring him there. 
And, you know, if he likes it, he'll resign. I think, I think there's a chance he could re-up. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he can do with Jets in that lineup. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you brought this up. Um, and I probably wasn't brought up last night, but it was um, Floreal yes. traded to yep. the Guardians. Yep. For Cody Morris, who's a starting pitcher, i tell you what, I – Shrewd move because I tell you right now the Yankees give away a lot of pitching there from that solo trade. Yep. And Morris is a young kid. He's got he's pre arbitration still, so he's only got it for many many more years. You know what? For this offseason, I gotta give Cashman a like a B a B or an A minus. Uh-huh. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta give him I gotta give him this. And I don't and I'm very critical of Cashman as you know. Yep. Me too. So I gotta I gotta give him. Some yep, I, Kevin. I'm really, I'm very with you on that. And 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 not to mention, I mean, in the past, you and I, a lot of people have criticized uh, Brian Cashman of, of prospect hugging. And here we are, Estevan Floriel. There's no room for him on this team. He's an outfielder. Mm-hmm. And, and he wasn't. Gonna, he wasn't going to play with Soto. He wasn't going to play with with Verdugo. There was no room. So, there was I no mean, room. So just just you you get a need. Because you need starting pitching, you you uh, you had a surplus, you got rid of him for a need. So you know what, shrewd move, I'll take it. Uh, you know what, Kevin, it, good for you, and I am I am totally with you on board there. Yes, it was a good move. And I will say this, I, I, IKF, good luck in Toronto, kid, because you're not going to be missed here. You good know, luck he, in Toronto. I got to get, I got to say that to him, Kevin. He is going to be the next Yankee killer. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but if you watch, he'll, he'll have motivation to play against us. But you know what? I'd still rather see him gone, though. That's yeah. just how I, I mean, he was just so polarizing for me. I just couldn't, you know. But. Well, and, and talk about, and you would think that, and, and you've got, uh, what's his name? Oswaldo Cabrera, too. I feel like he's going to fit more into that role. He is the, they had two kind of like the same guys, you know, in, in mind. And if they were going to bring IKF back, well, that meant, Cabrera had to go, so uh, I think you'll see a lot more of Cabrera filling in in that IKF kind of role. Well, I agree, and then uh, and but this, again, I'm loving what the Yankees are doing. The Mets are doing the opposite of what the Yankees are doing. They uh, they are what they're really interested in Giolito. Really, <laughs> after the terrible year he had. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, don't even get me started because that's a whole other day. But the, the Mets are doing the opposite of what the Yankees are doing. I, you know what? We'll see what happens, but. I'm more impressed with the Yankees than the Mets right now. That's just me being honest. And Yamamoto, please, you were never going to come to New York. I heard your little comments today. Give me a freaking break. Don't even get me started with that. Yeah, he, well, he said he was going to L.A. either, even though, what he, how do you say it? If Otani was there or not there, he was yeah, still he going to he L.A. Was, he, was, he was probably going to sign with L.A. even if Otani didn't come. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, please, for anybody who said he was going to come to New York, give me a break. The guy wanted L.A. Good luck yep. with that soft fan base. Good luck, because you aren't going to hack it here anyway. So, Yamamoto, I hope we beat your butt. Oh, I mean, Soon. the ultimate poetic justice would be I'm, for the I Mets. I will be at that game. I'm going to try my best to be there at one of those games. It's true, right? I want to be, no, be a part of that, too. So. Yeah, the end of May. Don't worry, Kevin. They're going to find a way for him not to pitch in those games. Yeah, no, yeah, like Syndergaard. With yep. the, yeah, no, I get it. Yep. All right, Coach, thank you. Yep, Kevin, have a good day at work tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be, I'll be back tomorrow night, though. All right, I'll be here. You got it. <laughs> All right, bye, Kevin. Oops, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, and yeah, you know what? That's good on him because we didn't talk about Floreal last night. It was all about this Giants, and it's a good ch- little change of pace here, I think. Um, I, I got to say, and I'm with him, Brian Cashman, A-minus so far. Maybe a B-plus. 
uh, because the pitching still needs to be addressed. Starting pitching still needs to be addressed, in my opinion. But Brian Cashman's making all the right rooms. I love, of course, the Soto thing. Can't get too excited. It's only a one-year thing. Um, Verdugo, I think, fills a need. Back to ball skills. That's That was my question. Uh, yeah, he said, I, I asked him basically, like, you know, knowing this Yankees lineup from the Boston aspect of it, from the Boston perspective, what do you bring to it? And he was like, I bring bat to ball skills. Yes. Yes. That's a good signing. And, um, and yeah, and and Florial was blocked with Soto Verdugo. He was blocked. And Brian Cashman, who I've criticized and we've criticized on this radio station for prospect hugging, finally let one go before it was too late. That's a good move. We go to Mikey in Queens. What's up, Mikey? What's going on, Danielle? Uh, happy holidays. You happy too, New thank Year. You. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Of course. Uh, so I want your opinion on who's the front runner for MVP in the NFL right now and who is going to win it. Front runner's got to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And if he wins it, do you know that he'd be the youngest player to win MVP, uh, two MVPs? He's only 26 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I Although, I don't know if he will win it. I, I feel like... That's the thing. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he will win it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I feel like Christian McCaffrey's got a good shot. Um, that would be insane. If he wins it, the, the quarterback award, if he wins that, which he deserves it, I, I think that would be absolutely insane. That would be crazy. He deserves it. I don't know. It would be interesting. Yeah, but... Uh, I, Lamar Jackson's got to be the favorite right now. Has to be. I believe so. I believe so. I mean, Dak was the favorite up until two games ago where he did Dak things and <laughs> totally ruined it, you know, ruined yeah. his shot. Yeah. But, uh... I got to think uh, Tua's up there pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, pretty far up there. Yeah, but, yeah Tua, Tua, Tua definitely climbed the ranks. Uh, Purdy... The thing with Purdy, I think, is that all of his yardage is all yak yardage. Yeah. He's got Ayuk, he's got Kittle, he's got Debo, yep. he's got McCaffrey, who he dumps the ball off to, and he runs for 70 yards. Yeah. So not to take anything away from Purdy, you know, he's a great quarterback, and he's in, he's in Kyle Shanahan's system. Let's, let's, put, let's yep. make that thing clear. Mm-hmm. He's in Kyle Shanahan's system, which, you know, that's insane. Yep. But a lot of his yardage is yak, yak yardage, that's so I think that takes away from it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would agree with you on that one, yep. All right, well, yeah, we'll thank see. you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making it, Mikey. And, and of course, that kind of shifts and changes, it, right? Dak fell... Mar Jackson, his stock is up, so we'll see. Uh, but McCaffrey's one to watch. Tua is also one to watch. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. Let's go to Mark, listening on the Odyssey app, all the way out in California. Hey, Mark, what part of California? Yeah, you'll have a lot to talk about, but no, I'm in Sherman Oaks, California. Nice. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, so I live, like, in Sino, Sherman Oaks, but... Um... Yeah, so Christian McCaffrey, there's no way he's winning MVP. Listen, he's having a great season, 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns. That's not MVP numbers. It's not. 500 yards receiving, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not MVP consideration. Now, what Lamar Jackson is doing, fantastic. Now, what two is doing, what Tyreek Hill, if Tyreek yeah, Hill eclipses his 2,000 yards, yep. in my opinion, that's the best season we've ever seen in NFL history. That's another good one, yeah. History, okay? 
that deserves MVP. 1,300 yards and 500 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns as a running back is not MVP. It's not. Yeah. It's average. It's what running backs should be doing, right? They should, they should be posting 11, 1,200, 1,300 yards, right? 14 touchdowns is not MVP consideration. 2,000 all-purpose yards. Saquon Barkley did that one year. What do you mean? He didn't get MVP consideration. Yeah. His rookie year he did it, right? Um, but can you believe the Denver Broncos benched Russell Wilson? I'm in shock. By uh-huh. this. Oh. Absolute shock. Now, here's why. Where's the defense? They gave up 20 points in the third quarter. We all knew they were going to get beat by Detroit. I didn't think Goff would throw five touchdowns. But we knew they would get beat. But going up against the Patriots, that was a winnable game. Is all that on Wilson's? No, it's not. To bench him in a game when you face the Chargers next, who you just beat by three touchdowns a couple weeks ago, and you play the Raiders, who AOC is the worst quarterback I've ever seen play football in my life. Terrible. And they just beat Kansas City, who Denver should beat. How do you bench your starting quarterback? Well, there's something to when, do with their $37 million something if he sits the last two games. I know, but they, I don't five know. weeks ago they were the hottest team in football. Everyone <laughs> know, was talking yeah. about Wilson's a savior, he's a this, he's a that. Yeah. And now you bench him in the middle of a of a pennant race? You're you're in it to win the division? And yeah, you bench that, that doesn't make any sense to me either. I don't know. It blows my mind, dude. It blows my absolute mind. Now, in regards to DeVito... It's you should be playing him because the Giants don't need to win the next two games. That's right. Could Tyrod Taylor go out there and ball out versus the Rams? Yeah, he could. Now, why would you risk winning games when you're trying to compete for a quarterback? And I think the Giants have it all messed up because if we think that Daniel Jones is the answer moving forward, I've seen enough this year. I have seen enough to you the see, point where really the moves. Yes, the moves behind that the Shane worst has offensive made. line in the league, huh? You've seen enough. I mean, listen, they, if you take a look at the offensive line they had when the year when they went to the playoffs, Danielle, it's almost the same exact thing. You can't sit here and say that one year a quarterback is good, you pay them all this money, and then the following year they completely fold. Whose fault is it? Is it the player's fault or is it the coach's fault? Uh, you know what? Maybe uh, Brian Dable just wasn't really that good to begin with. No, I think it right? has uh, – Mark, I think it has more to deal with Mark, uh, with uh, Kafka. I mean, I, 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 I'm not – thrilled with the way Kafka calls games I think uh, and, and for example one of the things I disagree with is the fact that Daniel Jones is among the best in the league in throws down the sidelines 20 yards or more it's a fact go check his his, his, his charts okay where are the plays that allow him to do that why is Tommy DeVito throwing his average air yards per attempt was 1.1 yards last week what is that about like, so there's a lot of things. Like, why is Darren Waller not part of the equation? Why did Jalen Hyatt, um, uh, uh, yeah, Jalen Hyatt, right? Why did he not get a single target against the Eagles? Like, these are all questions for the offensive coordinator. So, whereas I believe Dayball, Dayball, by the way, Tommy DeVito's dad told me how grateful he is to Brian Dayball for, for coach. He's called him one of the, one of the two best coaches uh, t- Tommy DeVito has ever had in his development in, in, in being an NFL quarterback. One was Mike Teal at Don Bosco, and number two was, or I don't know what order, but but Dayball. So Dayball, I think, is, is, is safe and solidified in his position for years to come. Shane as well. The one that I could don't, wouldn't mind seeing go bye-bye, Mike Kafka. That's That's... 
That's a big thing for me. I think they'll keep him um, for continuity's sake, right? The same reason they're keeping Robert Sala. I think he'll be around. But for me, to answer your question, yeah, that has to do with with the with the offensive coordinator and the scheme that they draw up week in and week out. You know, rollouts, play actions, like all that. I want to see more of it. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. Hanging with you till 2 been all giants and you know what cool i'm good with that i'm good with i'm good with anything any direction you want to take this conversation tonight you want to talk some baseball some football basketball hockey i tried pushing the hockey the other night no one wanted to talk hockey i tried i tried other night i mean last night i tried two or three different junctures nope no hockey Anyway, 877-337-6666 is the phone number to get aboard and we continue with this giants quarterback conversation here and um I don't know. It's just, uh, listen, I trust, maybe it's a blind trust here, in, in Joe Shane and his ability to build this team properly. And if there is one thing that we have seen across the NFL this season, not just here in New York, although we have seen it up close here in New York, it's, it's, it's the value of a quality backup quarterback. It's no longer like, you know, the vice presidency where, oh, you're the backup quarterback. You'll never be quarterback. It's it's more of like, hey, we need to have somebody on in the in the probability that, that our, our number one starter will go down. You know what I mean? So there has been I mean, look at the NFL. I mean, if you thought that it was gonna be who? The Jets third string quarterback getting snaps this season. Jets fourth Trevor Simeon getting snaps this season for the Jets, or Tommy DeVito getting the snaps for the Giants this year, starting ones. Um, if if I told you that in, in August or June and July, you'd be like, yeah, right. In which world is she living, right? Alex, I got a trivia question for you. How many different men have started at quarterback across the league through this point tonight, across all the teams, how many different guys have suited up as the starting quarterback for their respective team? Go ahead, make a guess. Go ahead, tell your radio, make a guess. Are you ready for the answer? 59. There have been 59 different guys to start a game as a quarterback for their team this season. That's insanity. That's insanity. There's 32 teams in the league. Based on the initial time frames now, let's look to the future here. Daniel Jones should be ready to return anywhere between July and September. Eight to ten months would be eight in July, ten months in September. Until then, what do you do? Besides DeVito, who is under contract with the Giants next season, who else... Is there? Okay, well, I you know looked it up a little bit today, and I said, okay, here's a quick glance at the options for quarterbacks on the free agent market. Cousins is out there. And, and 
these are just who knows if he's, if the, the Vikings are going to resign these guys. But these are the guys that at you know league's year end, these guys are free agents. Cousins, Minshew, Tannehill, Mayfield? Question mark. Um, only because is he an actual starter now? I don't know. Because he's got a good taste of it in Tampa. Would he want to be a backup? I don't know. Um, continuing on to Mariota, Brissett, Bridgewater, and of course Tyrod Taylor. So how many of those guys fit the Giants' financials? Well, not not a lot of them, you know. So you know we'll have to see what kind of cap calisthenics <laughs> that uh, Joe Shane can do. But anyway, those are the guys that are out there as free agents, as backups, right? Backups that at a moment's notice, would be able to... There's not like a ton of drop-off between the starter and the backup, in other words. So, you know, this is a, a, is bigger. This conversation that we're having tonight, it, it's bigger than just deciding who's going to start Week 17 in a lost season for the Giants. It is compounded by the Jones injury return table. So, this is more than just a... It's a week 17 starter. Who cares? It's more than that. You have to care about this. It's, you know, the future of this team at this position, the most important position in, in, in professional sports. And anybody failing to see the larger picture here? I mean, I mean, come on. What are you doing? It's not just a week 17 starter. It's, it's who is it going to be into next year? with this injury timetable being anywhere between July and September. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. We go to Frank in Connecticut. What's going on there, Frank? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Happy holiday season. Thank you. You too. So, um, I, two things real quick. Um, one, I talk, uh, originally I wanted to mention something of the Dallas and Philly with the NFC situation, but mm-hmm. real quick, I think everybody got to show some love. What about gunslinger Joe Flacco coming out of nowhere <laughs> and lighting it up? Yep. I love seeing stuff like that. Straight off the couch, man. Yep. It's, yeah, you can't make those kind of stories up. Like uh, when Kurt Warner was, I guess, literally bagging groceries yep. to win in the Super Bowl two years later. Yep. that's I know. These are, these are the stories, right? And then it, from a Jets perspective, though, you are absolutely sickened to your stomach to watch this happen. He's yeah. Gonna, going to clinch a playoff spot tomorrow when they beat the Jets, and then you're going to be watching them. And you would think, why would you, I mean, even, you know, the quarterback situation, whatever, with Rodgers, but why wouldn't you want to keep another veteran in your, on your squad for, like, the young guys oh, that I come know. in? I mean, I he, know. Never, he's physically, he's always had a good rifle, but he's, you know, that, that guy's got a lot of experience. Think about all the playoff games we've seen him in with Baltimore. Like, I, I remember, I, I was like almost a kid when he first started. Yeah. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, by the way, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. And I know it seems like a long, long time ago, but he started in 2008. 2008. I was a sophomore in college. That was a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, you know, it's crazy. He, he's, he was still in the league when, like, you know, the, the old legend, you know, the Brady's, the Roethlisberger's, the Manning. Manning, you know. Peyton. Yeah. 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 So, um, so uh, about the Cowboys and Eagles, um, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I get a lot of flack from my family for that. They're diehard Giants fans. Uh, but that, all right, all... now wait. Before you finish that thought, how did that happen? I'm always interested to hear this because we don't so live near my, Dallas. 
my my grandfather and my dad were real big fans back in the Sawbach days, and it just it was ingrained in me every Sunday rooting for them. And I I was a kid during you know the '90s franchise, you know Jimmy Johnson Golden Era days. Yeah. So I I remember you know Daryl Johnson and Irvin and Smith and Aikman, Aikman and yeah, all those good you know those great games. Uh, like them and the San Fran right now reminds me you know back then. They had some crazy games uh, against each other. Yeah. And, uh, like, when Young first um, came in for Montana, when, you know, everybody didn't know what he was going to do, and he lit it up. And, yep. you know, it just brings back good good memories. But that that's why. It's because of my father. But right. My mother was a Giants fan. My uncle's a Giants I actually love the Giants. I I try to make it to the Giants stadium every year to watch uh, when they play the Cowboys. and. It's like a, a one of our family. Like we all look forward to it all year. It's oh, that's great. cool. I, I I love the Giants as well, and it's it's weird to see them like this because it's like uh, you know I I remember the Eli Manning. You know who who's the only one Brady's kryptonite. You know what that's I mean? Right. Two t- two times he did it. Yep. So. Well, so I, here's my question: Dallas is obviously stuck at number five, right? I mean, even if they don't win out, if they win a couple, or whatever, nobody in the race is going to, they're, they're at number five, pretty much going in the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yes. Pretty, you would say that. So I don't see them even as being a fan. I mean, against uh, any of those hot teams in the NFC right now, I, I, I mean, the Eagles game, they, they, I think they just got lucky at home. I mean, Jerry world, they, sometimes they can pull out, the magic there. Well, you know what? But it's when- amazing to me. I was watching a breakdown on this. How much better Dak Prescott is at home versus on the road? It's amazing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's a whole. It's a. It's a. It's night and day difference. Mm-hmm. That you can tell. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what what NFC team can't? You know, I, I mean, I see easily beaten. <laughs> I mean, you look at the, the 49ers might as well win the Super Bowl, I think, this year. So you got the 49ers in front of you. You got the Eagles in front of you. The Lions, I think, might be beatable. Behind you, you got the Bucks beatable. Rams beatable. Seahawks beatable, if the season ended right now. I See, I I, I personally think the Lions are not going to even win that. They're, they, they're given six points, and I, I, would, I would take – I'll take those six points all day. I don't think they're going to – I'd be surprised if they beat him, even if by six. Yeah. But um, all right. So all right. Thanks, thanks for letting me call. And uh, one more thing about uh, the Jets fans and Rodgers thing. <laughs> I mean, I just gotta say how how much of a Jets thing is that all the hype, the the running in with the flag. All right. I mean, you know was, what, Frank? Enough out of, out of you there, Frank. Yep. We get it. <laughs> we get that it, Frank. Was out of a movie. <laughs> I was even. I, I was a Jets fan at that moment. It got me up. I was pumped. I felt. Oh yeah. American. American blood and pride running through me in the fourth place. All right, Frank, enough out of you. I'm hanging up on you, Frank. Thank you very much. Have a good night. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know, that night, I I will never forget this, I don't think, as long as I live. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I can't wait for this game to start. I'm eating dinner. I got my laptop open next to me. I'm like, you know what? Let me start looking up flights to Vegas. Let me price it out a little bit and see what it might cost. For me to get to Vegas to see the Jets and Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. I'll never see it again in my lifetime. So the flight was like $2,000. And, and I have a friend that lives out there. You know, I talk about her a lot, Christina. And she, I was going to be able to, I was staying for free. $2,000 on a flight that I, I'll never see it again. A once in a lifetime thing. I was going to do it. 
Seventy-five seconds later, into the well, into the into the game, into the into the season, uh, that was over. And I still, every once in a while, get notifications from Google Flights about uh, how much it is now down to. It's now down to like six ninety something. So, yeah, great depreciation there. I'm hanging up on you. There it is, done. <laughs> uh, let's go to Alex in Linden, New Jersey. What's up, Alex? Hey, Danielle, I got an idea for a flight for you. What? Um, you should fly to Phoenix instead. And the waste management open is going on the week before. Yeah. And and then drive to Vegas. That's what I'm actually. That's what I might be doing. You're I have doing a couple it? friends out there as well. Yeah, I have a couple. I, I have a friend in Phoenix, and I have a friend who works for CBS uh, Sports. So I might uh, actually might be one of your coworkers. I might be staying with him out in uh, Vegas. Oh, that's cool. Ball. The thing is, though, I, I'm a teacher during the week, and there is no chance I could take off a week of school to go do any of that yeah. in February. That's tough. That's tough. That's a good idea, um, though. It's a nice thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun. But, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you. Um, the Mike Kafka thing, I mean, I really think he has to go. I'm 100% with you on that. He probably won't. And I thought Ken Dorsey was going to be a shoe-in, but now everyone's so down on him because that was the Giants' original pick, correct? And then Ken Dorsey turned it down. Correct you me know, if I'm wrong. I don't know about that. Let me look at that. Ken Dorsey turns down Giants. I don't remember that. I thought I thought Dable and Shane were trying to pluck him out of Buffalo, and Dorsey, then they okay, re-signed so him back. Dorsey was initially linked to Giants and Dable for team's offensive coordinator shortly after he was hired. Huh. Hmm. And and then and that just and then he decided to stay. And then Casco was like second choice. So that was always like a weird dynamic. I thought maybe I'm wrong. I thought Dorsey was pretty much coming, um, but now everyone's down on him. Um, but yeah, Kafka, I don't know what it is to play calling. Dayball needs to really take charge of that offense. I feel like next year, Yeah. uh, let Wink handle the defense. Yep. I love Wink. I, you know, he takes chances. Um, yeah, no, I just want to call and just like, just hear your thought on that because I'm like, honestly, Kafka, whatever he's doing with these, with, with this passing game, 1.1 yards per attempt, man, nah, that was bad. Brutal. One other, yeah. And the one, one game where they didn't even let him throw the ball. Um, yeah, let them, yeah, let the kid, let the kids cook, man. Let the kid have some fun at least. Right. Um, but with, with Tarod Taylor, uh, the guy from the Bronx stole a little bit of my thunder. I, I really just feel like Dable was tired of also getting his behind kicked by Philly and was like, look, maybe Tyrod will just change the game up a little bit because we've been getting cooked by Philly, not just like Beat by Philly, they've been cooking us. So <laughs> as much as I do agree with you, I don't think he should be starting this week. It should be DeVito. I really feel that was like a, we just got to see something different here. And uh, I'll hang up and listen, Danielle. Happy New Year. Yeah, Alex, thanks for the call. That's a good call. Um, yeah, maybe. And, and maybe they scoop Kafka. I mean, uh, um, Ken Dorsey back up because obviously um, he's out of a job, right, in, in Buffalo. So maybe that's the change that they're going to have to make. But I agree that I think Brian Dable has to be a little bit more hands-on with this offense, absolutely for sure. Um, my worry is that that Jay Glazer report um, with the friction between uh, Dable and Wink Martindale, um, maybe there is some truth to that. Maybe I'm worried about that because I think, like you, Wink Martindale um, is awesome. I think he's an amazing defensive coordinator. I think he's you know, really kind of coached up this unit to play beyond, and this is not a knock, but beyond their talent level, right? So I, I think... Um, I hope that he would be back next year for the Giants, and I hope that there is really no sustenance over there to that that Jay Glazer report. I'm with you on that. Um, but as far as Kafka, yeah, he can go.
Uh, definitely he can go. All right, uh, maybe we can enter into some Jets territory here. Jets, Browns coming up. Uh, Browns are playing for a playoff spot. The Jets are playing for, like the Giants, nothing this week. <laughs> this should be interesting on national TV. I have my prediction coming up. We'll talk more about the draft and which way you think the Giants should go in the draft. My opinion, not quarterback. We got a lot on the table here, and we got another hour and 20 minutes to go. My name is Daniel McCartan with you on The Fan. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. to the fam. My name is Danielle McCartan. I was just talking on that break with Paulie Rosenberg. He's here, not in a producer capacity. He's coming on after my show tonight, and he's got a doozy topic for you. He just ran it by me. I think it's a good one. I'm going to steal it now. No, I'm totally just kidding. Uh, he can have that. He, he can definitely have it. It was his idea. Give him credit. Um, so you'll be in good hands when, I, when I'm when i up and out of here at 2 a.m. My name is Danielle McCartan. Um, we have had Patient people waiting on the phones here to weigh in on whether that be the Jets. It's been a whole football show, which is cool. Um, but whether that be the Jets, where each team goes into the draft, which quarterback should be on the roster for the Giants next year and which might not be and should and should not be. And um, and we could talk about, you know, the Jets and Zach Wilson and the 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 reunion with Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco that's going to happen in just a couple hours. Um, so there's a lot on the table here. So 877-337-6666. And, of course, coming up, I've got my Jets-Browns prediction. But first, we go to the phones in E. Frank and Astoria. What's going on, E. Frank? Yes, Danielle. Hi. How are you? And a uh, happy uh, New Year and also uh, belated uh, Merry Good Christmas. Thank you. You too. And, and belated Kwanzaa and belated Hanukkah. We got it all covered. What's going on? Absolutely. I can't <laughs> believe that you're still teaching. Oh, you know, yeah. I remember years ago, my fourth grade teacher was Patricia Gaines, mm-hmm. and you substituted for her, and it's unbelievable how you're still teaching and, and working at the fan and everything. So when you said that, I was amazed how you're still uh, teaching children out there. Wait, I was your substitute teacher? Yeah, I think for a few days. I think where maybe two or three. I don't know. I don't. It's a, a it's a long time ago. It's a little bit fuzzy. You don't know where you went to school? Uh, it's a local public school. In where? What in state? Queens. No, I never subbed in Queens. I have uh, a Jersey well, State. Well, I Queens. guess it was another uh, Danielle McCartan. It must have been. I'd love yeah, to meet well, her. Anyway, she must be really cool. I just wanted cool. to talk about uh, Zach Wilson and uh, finally what they're going to do with him once the season ends. Yeah. He says that he has a contract that that's an extra one year. But I was wondering if you think that they might have the possibility of being masochist there at Jet Management and hanging him for another year no, and, they and can't. having him as a backup. Oh, no, they can't. That's a good question there, E. Frank. They can't do it. They cannot have him back um, next year. They're going to trade him in the offseason. Um, as soon as the season's over, I'd be making some phone calls, if not already, um, just to see... Um, what they can get for him. What would be a comfortable return? I mean, maybe you trade him to a team that, you know, it's like, hey, I could fix him. I could fix that guy. I don't know, maybe a third rounder. But no, I cannot envision a world in which Zach Wilson is a jet again after this season. I just can't. I can't. I just can't. 
Uh, you got you have Aaron Rodgers. You better go out and yourself, get yourself a, a veteran backup quarterback in the event that he goes down. The season doesn't go up in smoke again like it did this year. But I cannot envision Zach Wilson be back on this team. No chance. Jeff in South Florida. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, the, uh, good, good. As a Jets fan, I don't know I talk about them, but, I mean, yeah, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing if Wilson's back as the third string, but that, that's not going to happen. But that was supposed to be the plan this year, and all of a sudden he's a starter. I, I don't want to see any part of Zach Wilson on this team. Well, it was supposed to be the plan, but as they said, he was the emer- he was supposed to redshirt, and yeah. uh, the, GM was too, the GM was too stupid to... Uh, you know, realize that a red shirt should be the third string, not the second, not the second string. But you know, uh, I'm I'm okay with them keeping everybody except Douglas. The GM had to go. Joe and Douglas has to no go. Vote. He was the one that has to go. He's the he's the failure. Salah's a defensive guy. Without a great defense, he would they would probably have like five wins combined. Hold on, a guy that drafted the offensive and and defensive rookies of the year last year has to go. And Brees Hall, he has to go. Jermaine Johnson, it's all his team. What's their What's his record? Whose record? Douglas's record. Douglas coaches the team. He quarterbacks. I'm, I'm confused on what kind of question that he, is. He, 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 he built a flawed team. He built a lot of good pieces. If it was a fantasy football team, he's done all right. But they have they have an awful offensive line. Well, here's the they thing. Have, uh, you've got you've got. Offense. Elijah Vera Tucker going down for the season is a major catastrophic injury for that offensive line. Major. Uh, the only, the only, the only thing that I can take Joe Douglas to task with, and thanks, Jeff, um, is that he did not get immediately on the phone 75 seconds into the season when Aaron Rodgers went down. That's the only thing I can get on him for. Other than that, I'm actually really happy at, at what he's done with this team. Defensive defense is tops in the league, and and he put a lot of that defense together. Doled out contracts to guys that were there when he got there, the ones that deserved it. Um, I'm very happy with Joe Douglas. Very happy with Joe Douglas. Other than the fact that unfortunately, um, he didn't have a veteran quarterback in there, and that is something I, t- I talked about at the time. And I would still love answers to that. At the end of at the end of the season, you know, at the, in the press conference, hopefully I get to go. We'll see, but um, I've definitely been asking, so we'll see about that. But um, no, there is, I have no concerns over over Joe Douglas. No way. The head coach, the offensive coordinator, those are bigger concerns. If you're a Jeff fan, we go to Douglas in the Bronx. What's going on, Douglas? Happy holidays, Danielle. You too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, um, I, I want to give you a little note because. Uh, one of the upcoming prospects, Caleb Williams. Yeah. We're not, I know you're not a fan of, I'm not a fan of. Did you read about what nonsense he's now up to? No, I didn't. What happened? Okay. So there was some tweet out there that, that the Bears locker room allegedly likes Justin Fields. They would not agree to um, have him let go of the team in this offseason. Okay. And they would rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. draft in that number one slot. Okay. And Caleb Williams liked the tweet. And and everyone saw that he liked it. I mean, can you, <sighs> have you ever heard of going to Twitter accounts? <laughs> oh, my God. So it's, it's like he's supporting the idea of, oh, oh you're, I, I support Harrison going to Chicago, so I don't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's not idle. No Dude, doubt. Come yeah. on. You can't be doing that. 
Unbelievable. Yeah. Huh. So for uh, yeah. So now <laughs> who has the number two overall pick? Do we know? I'm going to text you. Look it up real quick. Arizona, I'm, meet your I'm, new quarterback, Caleb Williams. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> right, good, good, good for good for them. Um, so uh, now, obviously, I agree with the premise. You have to improve the offensive line for the Giants, of course, of course. But I'm going to give you a little quiz, Danielle. Of the last three Super Bowl champion teams, how many of those rosters? Of those rosters. How many of the offensive linemen were drafted in the first round? Oh. If you had to guess a number. Cumulative. So there's five guys that played a time, five, 15. Yeah. And what was the question? How many or what? How many were drafted in the first round? Drafted in the first round. You know, they were first selected in the draft. You know, of their because you're draft. asking the question, I'm going to go with not many of them. I would say three. Right. Okay. The answer is just one. One. It's- yeah, so yeah, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, nobody in the first round. The uh, year before the Rams, nobody in the first round. Even though over a decade prior, the Rams kept it was like an annual tradition: first round offensive lineman, first round offense. But none of them were on the roster by the time they won the huh. Super Bowl. And then the Tampa season with Tom Brady, Tristan Warfs from Iowa. He yes. was the only one. Yeah, I liked him. Round. I remember so, that name. So I mean, my contention is this. Yes, of course they have to improve the offensive line. But does it, do they need to do that in the first round? See, that's where I'm, I, I push back a little bit on that concept because there's been many more busts in the first round for offensive linemen. Yeah. I mean, yes, Fashanu from Penn State, Joe Alt from yes. Notre Dame, those are top two. Uh, uh, but, I mean, I mean, we thought, I mean, Evan Nail was a first-round pick. Yeah, well, Eric Flowers. Yeah. Uh, Makai Becton. Sorry, Giants, Jets fans. <laughs> but, I mean, so the list can go on and on. And I'm of the concern. Now, not, not necessarily saying that would I be heartbroken that they don't pick a quarterback in this, the Giants don't pick a quarterback in this upcoming draft. Not necessarily. But the guy that selected Josh Allen and developed Josh Allen, mm-hmm. George Shane, Brian Dable, I trust their judgment I mean, if they wanted to go that path. So, I mean, that's, uh, I, I would, if they choose to go that fashion, I mean, my personal preference, Jaden Daniels, but I mean, if they go in that path, I wouldn't mind if they went quarterback, if they were in that position to draft some. I uh, see. I would mind. And, and I thought this uh-huh. I'm, up, I'm, up the, I'm up against the break here, but yeah, I would mind. I mean, you've got a 47, a guy that's going to make $47 million against your cap next season. You have a quarterback, right? Yeah, and maybe you can make the argument of, of developing one, but yeah, you have a project too. And number 15, he's your project. You can only develop so many at a time, you know? So I, I wouldn't do it. I, I think the Giants have many more holes to plug than that. Maybe you look at cornerback, which is a premium position. And you can look at Marvin Harrison Jr. Man, how, how great would he be on a team that doesn't have, I don't know, guys that can get separation, big physical guys, you know? Are an offensive lineman, of course. That is that, I, and I know you made a great point there. But there's there's other examples of guys that were drafted in the first round. I, I think of right the Brickishaw Ferguson. He was a first rounder, right? And, and so was Nick Mangold. They were there for years. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. My name is Danielle McCartan, hanging with you for the final hour. Polly Rosenberg will come your way at 
2 o'clock. Um, yeah, it's been all football tonight, which is cool. Um, but we do have some hockey calls on hold, which makes me a little bit excited here. But, uh, you know, I, I try to kind of sprinkle in at the top of the hour a little, like, you know, personal sports-related stuff. And if you're looking for something to watch, right, if you're maybe nailed to the couch over the next couple of days, good for you. Um, but I actually was able to catch the the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. I think it's just called Beckham. I thought it was all right. Um I, I don't think I needed, and, and I know, Alex, you'll chime in. You, you are a huge hockey fan. I just, I don't think it needed four episodes. Like, I like to watch these things to to learn about the players, like, beyond what happens on the field, on the pitch, and on the court, and all that. And I feel like it was a too much, I feel like it was too much soccer, if that makes sense. Oh, what's wrong with that? I just, I like <laughs> to see, like, I loved how they showed him, like, Doing his honey or whatever he does, getting the honey from the thing. I loved watching him cook. I love watching him like neurotically clean the kitchen. Like I like that, and I loved the Spice Girls growing up. I'm I was born in '88. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a Spice Girl fan, man. Mm-hmm. So I loved seeing her and the kids and the the strain that moving to Spain, you know, was onto their marriage and stuff. We saw the whole story of Beckham, the rise to fame, the fall, the this that. We saw all that happen. We didn't see any of the rest of that. And I wish it was more of that. That's fair. I mean, it it did get. I I I personally loved when when he was still at Manchester United and mm-hmm. he uh, like he got into like not really a fight but like an argument with his coach with yeah. a haircut. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was my favorite because like you know that manager he was no nonsense and like like that that's what it was back in the day. Now I feel like players would get away with it more often. So yeah. yeah. That's like a Yankee wearing a beard and refusing exactly, to cut it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Also, Verdugo just, he looks weird. He looks a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little weird. He looks like a kid. He, it just, I, it, 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 it's still, it still hasn't, it yeah, hasn't sunk in yet. I know. His, uh, I was on the Zoom call and someone asked him about it and he was like, my mom loves it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, every mom. I know my brother's got a beard and my and not not like that, but he's got like a hair on his face, and my mom's like, get rid of it, and he will not do it. It's his choice, I guess. But you know, I think if he shaved it, my mom would also be very happy, like Verdugo's mom. Same. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I mean, it, out of like, let's see, out of like a five stars, I'd give it like three and a half. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, if it was three episodes instead of four, I think it'd be great. The last episode was the best one out of all of them. Okay, yeah. Three kind of got a little stale for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just so cool to, like, because that was, like, sort of the era that I grew up on. You know, those players that, when he went to Real Madrid, that that's just a legendary team. And that Wait, was, like... But that's was, the other thing. They didn't show Ronaldo at all. Oh, the original Ronaldo. Or the original Ronaldo? Oh, the Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think they played together. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, a Ronaldo... Jo- Cristiano Ronaldo joined Man United... In 03, I believe. I thought they overlapped. Okay. They, yeah, I, they did overlap. And then I think when Beckham left Madrid, that's when they basically uh, like, okay, <laughs> they, okay, okay, they went okay. to different teams. Okay, that's okay. when he went they to the LA Galaxy. They just missed each other. Yeah, they okay. missed each other twice, basically. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I mean, if if you got nothing else to watch, I think it's it's cool. I mean, I don't know. But I just love the Spice Girls, man. I just, I, I, I just want to show about her and them. My, my favorite part was the... When Victoria Beckham was like, I came from like a working yeah. class. Oh, and he's like, yeah. be honest. Yeah, be honest. And he had the door open and yeah. then he closed it and she was like, 
I came from working class. He was like, what did your father drive you to school in? Yeah. And she was like, Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And he closed the door and that was it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all right. It was funny at times. And I really, the last episode was great. I'm always interested in like how players decide to hang it up and all that. So, hey, anyway, so there's a little sports uh, TV, I guess you can call it. Sports TV injection in there. So, add it to your list. If you end up watching it, let me know what you think. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. We go to Comac, New York. Dave, what's going on? You watched the Islander game tonight? No, I was here. I know. What happened? 7-0, and most of the goals that Soroka gives up, he likes to hang out by the right goalpost. The same conversation we're having again. You love Sorokin, Dave. Oh, are you joking? Yeah, I am joking. That guy's got to (laughs) go. I I am joking. And between him and Varlama... It's like monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> Both of these guys, I don't care what they do, right? If all you did was to get rid of the goaltenders, right, I think that's what they should do. Because you know what? I'm sick of it. Every time I go to watch the highlights on YouTube right after they lose the game, and I'm like, oh, again. Why would you subject that? yourself to that again? I mean, the score was 7 nothing, man. Well, how many goals? Both of the goals he gave up. He's I know. hugging the right goalpost, or he's too far out of the net. Yep. And then he can't get back in time. The only goalie I know of that can get away with that was uh, Billy Smith, Kelly Rudy, Glenn Healy. Uh, did, I, did I miss a few? I don't Rudy? know. We're throwing it way back there. We probably missed right. a few in between. But those guys can st- can come out, uh, what, two to three feet out of the net to cut down the angle yeah. right, and get away with that and yeah. still get back in time. This guy cannot do that. <laughs> and neither can Valama. He's got two bad knees. Yeah. Right? You can't do that. Uh, you know, and, Dave, we've been talking about this for, for now years, and I'm wondering, is it the same goalie coach? Do you know? Do they have the same goalie coach? Is that the way they're being coached up to do it like that? No, but you got the, still, you got the same head coach. you got the same uh, uh, absentee uh, GM, yeah. otherwise known as Lou. Yeah. Right? And I almost feel like Lou's a puppet for Ledecky, and I heard about Malkin selling his shares. Right? The handwriting's already on the wall. Right, that sooner or later Ledecky's going to get rid of his uh, his shares when the hotels are built by the uh, by UBS. Yes. You know why? Why wait? Why not do it now? Yeah. You don't want to rebuild the team, then get rid of the team. Yeah, rip the bandaid off. Sick of it. Yeah, and then you know what's funny on Facebook? You got these Islander fans. They're all picking on me on what's called all things Islanders, and they're like, "Oh, uh, they think they get, that this team is going to win the Stanley Cup." I says, "Really? What kind of Kool Aid are you drinking?" <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. At Thanksgiving, they were really far out of it. Now, if the season ended, I guess, before tonight's game, they would have been in it. No, but you know what? If they're lucky enough to make it the playoffs, and I don't think they will, right, That they'll be done in five or six games if they're lucky. Yeah, it's a liability in goal. Kind of like the Devils have a liability in goal, too. But the Devils, the team overall is a more, you know, more better skilled, team. faster, younger team. Yep. They were in better shape than the Islanders. I mean, even the Rangers are in better shape than the Islanders. The Rangers are, are, are better shape than all of them. All of them. So, but they're predicting. Mm-hmm. The guy I deal with on YouTube that I'm friendly with, Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And a yes. DJ and Grumpy Old Man. Yeah. And there's one other person I was talking to online. They they all seem to think that, uh, that uh, they need to rebuild uh, and... Uh, or this team is going nowhere. They know they're predicting that they're not going to make the playoffs. If they do, they're done in the first round. And at the end, they, this is a team that it'll be years because of the damage that Lou did to this team. This is basically Phil Jackson and James Dolan 2.0. Oh boy! 
so because of what they did with the bad contracts. And what they should have done is when they started winning, right now those players that didn't have any value have more value. Yeah. Get rid of them while you can for what you can get for them, including Barzell and Horvath. I bet you get three draft picks. For sure. Scoring draft picks yep. for Barzell. Yeah. And you get two for uh, Horvath. Yeah. Right, and uh, who's the other one that was doing well? Anders Lee? Anders Lee, Brock Nelson. Right, get rid of those guys while you still can. Rebuild the team. The Rangers, that's what they did when when uh, Dolan got smart right years ago, and then they apologized to the fans yes. in an open letter. Yep. Right? And, and now look where they are. So Right, exactly right. And that was, I think, at this point, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Right? Was it that and long I, ago? Was that? Or was it that long ago? Yeah. It well, seems a lot sooner. Probably. Yeah. And the only reason why... The Islanders made it to the conference finals in 20 and 21. It's because of the pandemic. Because most of the teams got a pass in 2020. And then in 2021, they played all the teams in their own division yeah. in that lovely bubble. Yep. right? And all the flaws that the Islanders had were, uh, were Masked. You could say, technically hidden. Yeah. Right? So this is a flawed team to begin with. Right now you're playing all the teams in the league. And then you wonder why it looks so bad for them. Yeah, but, but yet these younger fans that are in their twenties, they, 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 they're delusional. Oh, why do you want to get rid of Sorokin and Verlama? Really? Come on! You, they, 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 they think they, that if I say sell the team to Ledecky, that Ledecky's going to sell it to somebody that's going to move the team. Well, guess what? If when he sells the team, and he will sooner or later, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to give it to somebody that's going to take it off the island. And if he did, right. it was going to happen anyway. And then, then Dave, then they're going to have to change the name and the logo and everything. Might as well just make a brand new team. It can't be the New York Islanders in I don't know wherever Nashville. I know I know they have a team in Nashville. I'm just trying to think. They have to. I mean, they're not. I think that's a silly proposition. There, they're going to have to keep the New York Islanders on the island. So I, I feel the frustration through the phone, and I know how much you love Sorokin and even Varlamov. I knew it. I knew it. Um, and and I always love. To hear what you have to say about about the Islanders, there we go to uh, Mario in Long Beach. What's going on, Mario? Hey, how you doing, Danielle? Ciao. I'm good. How are you? Ciao. How are you doing? Eh, non ci male tu. Ha, <laughs> So, are you still playing the trumpet? Oh yeah, I had it last night. I'm going to bring it back tomorrow. Yeah. Oh great, great. If you ever ever get a chance, go on YouTube and look at Maine and Ferguson tribute band. They they do. Gonna fly now. You're gonna see Trump, some trumpet players. You're gonna un- unbelievable. Oh, I I could play gonna fly now. What? I could play gonna fly now. It's a great uh, it's a great piece for a trumpet. Yes, I know. Especially high notes. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah yeah. So you gotta take a, take a look at it one time. And it's funny you say that because I just finished all the the Rocky movies. I just finished all of them. I know. I I I know. I know but yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that. Now funny on the uh, you, you mentioned on a, on the. Um, MVP, I just pulled it up. Lamar Jackson is minus 190, mm. and Christian McCaffrey is plus 450. So it's a pretty big gap. Yeah, but you know what's really funny? The gap changed really much because when Purdy, before the other, before the uh, San Francisco game, Purdy was plus 450, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, I think, you know, he was like minus 190, and Jackson was plus 450. But oh, wow. He, now this guy, now Purdy dropped a 14 to 1 against him. Wow. And it, just one game. Could you imagine? Yeah, no, it's, that's a, that's crazy. That's like the Wild Wild West. Yeah, it really is game <laughs> to game. But I think what I saw in that game, I don't know what you saw, but I really saw what a lot of people were saying. And I said this a lot: Purdy is a good quarterback, mm-hmm. solid quarterback, mm-hmm. but he probably has the best weapons 
not only of, of this time, maybe of all time. And, and the system, and, and a system yeah. that they cater to him, they play to his strengths. So what happens is when now he gets under pressure and he's got to make off-script plays, yeah. he's got a little bit of a hard time doing that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lamar, I mean, I, I, I heard one of the quarterbacks, I think it was Kurt Warner, saying that he counted eight times in the game where there were plays where Lamar should have had a loss, and it wasn't a loss, it was a gain. Yeah, he thrives. But, he thrives in the off-schedule. Oh, my God. And I saw, you know, that 30-yard run? I don't know if you looked at it closely. I didn't see it. Yeah, 30-yard run he had. And he what he went, uh, one of their linebackers, who's their linebacker on San Francisco, their best linebacker, Fred Werner, I think? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, and a couple of others. Mm-hmm. When he gets to the open field, he made these guys look so silly. <laughs> he made them look like they were kids. Not only didn't they tackle them, Danielle, right? Uh-huh. He, just, they, they didn't touch him, and they made him. He made him fall. Yeah, I actually just pulled moves. it up. The, the volume. I, f- I forgot the volume was on, so I'm actually watching the play as you speak here. Yep. Zoop, zoop, zoop. Fakes yeah, the throw. Yeah. And, and takes they, off they, running. They they look like fools. They look like they were amateurs against pros. Yeah. These are some of the best players ever. Yeah, it know? looks like what I watch in the schoolyard at uh, recess every day. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is his year. You know, if he, if he wins the MVP, which he's favored to do, mm-hmm. and then he wins the Super Bowl, they're favored to go to the Super Bowl. There's a good chance they could win the Super Bowl, yeah. without a doubt. If they win the Super Bowl, and say he wins Super Bowl MVP, he'll be 27 years old, have two regular seasons MVP, a Super Bowl That's win, crazy. and a Super Bowl MVP at 27. That's crazy. And, and right now, the Ravens are, right now, the number one seed in, in the AFC. Exactly. Now, getting real quick to the Jets, what I think they're doing, tell me what you think, and then I'll uh, hang up and listen. Mm-hmm. I know it's getting towards the end. you got some of the calls to take in. Appreciate you taking my call. Of course. Uh, I think what the Jets should do with their pick is they should trade down and get additional picks. Did you ever play with that draft calculator thing? You know what? I can. Ne- What's the website? I always forget uh, it, and I never bookmark it. You know, uh, just just uh, Google draft calculator, and then you'll, you'll find it. You know, okay. I forget what it's called, but it's very interesting. So what it'll say is it's like you have the fifth pick. The values, and it, right? And it's worth like 1,500 points, yes. right? Yes, yep. And, uh, okay, so it's worth 1,500 points. Now, the guy who's got the 20th pick is uh, is worth 1,000 points. So if you swap, now you've got to get an additional 500 Correct. back because yep. you're worth 500. Yep. Now, the second-round pick might be 300. And a third round pick might be two hundred. Yep. So, in order to swap from five to twenty, you got to give me your second and third. Mm-hmm. Now, the Jets gave up their second round pick for Rodgers, so they don't have a second round pick this year. So they're a little short, right? So, if they traded their first move down to say, like maybe Minnesota at twenty, who might want to pick a quarterback? Yeah. Okay. So then they'll get Minnesota's second and third. So rather than having a first and a third, they'll have a first, a little bit lower, but mm-hmm. they still can get a good offensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, they'll have a first, they'll have uh, a second, and they'll have two number threes. Uh, that's that's not that's not bad. Yeah, what do you think? For a team that doesn't need a ton, uh, I think I think it's I, I like it. And actually, I found the chart because you said how to Google it and all that, and I did find the chart here, and I'm looking at it. It makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, you can play around with that thing. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I do it once in a while, and I say, you know, and sometimes it, you, can, you can't always go by the number of points because somebody's going to move up for a generational player. Right. He's got to give up more points than Correct. the chart. Right, you know? right. So you've you got to think of it. You know, it's only a guideline. Right. But thanks for making call. I think you're doing a great job. And uh, when you're on tomorrow? Uh, yeah, same time tomorrow, yep. I'll, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll check in on tomorrow. All right, I hope you do. Yeah. That, Thank you so much. Thanks, Mario. That was a good call there, yep. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, the the Jets are way closer than the Giants. Actually, on, on Instagram, uh, I got a, a comment from, I want to give credit where credit's due. That's how I operate. Um, where is it? Where is it? 
here it is, uh, at JW Spin, and he said, uh, Danielle, the Giants should trade their first-round pick and stack up picks. The, the Giants are closer to the moon than they are a Super Bowl contender. And with that, I'll roll with my Jets picks coming up next, right here on The Fan. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> Welcome back to the fan. My name is Daniel McCart, and this song used to be on like now. That's what I call music, like two or something like this. Mystical. I remember me and my brother used to sing this to each other, make each other laugh in like the craziest voices. This guy's got a crazy voice. So his name is Mystical. Go ahead and check him out. If you're younger than I am, you probably don't know who he is. If you're older than I am, you probably don't know who he is either. It's just I think that was his only song. But anyway, um, before we get back to the calls at 877-337-6666, and of course, um, you know, if you're undercovers or wherever you are and you can't make a phone call, well, you can get at me digitally, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, all right, so here we are again, the the, the Jets. The, the Jets who have been eliminated from playoff contention, they're back in primetime. <laughs> Here we go again, right? It's the the Joel Flacco show. It's the Elijah Moore show, right? The reunion you never wanted to see or hear about. Joel Flacco, straight off the couch, has this Jets team on the brink. I mean, I'm sorry, this Browns team. (laughs) This Browns team on the brink of a playoff berth. And one win against his former Jets, and they're in. And... Believe it, or, believe it or not, like I actually saw today, or I guess now yesterday at this point, it was like four or five, five or six different things needed to happen, but the Browns actually have a convoluted, don't get me wrong, convoluted, long shot to claim the number one seed in the AFC, which is, by the way, still up for grabs. It's You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's crazy that these Browns are going to be playing their butts off, and the Jets... Not sure. So what do I want to see from the Jets tomorrow night? And I'll be back with you right here on the fan right after that game. What do I want to see? Four things real quick, and then we'll get to the calls and give my score prediction. But I, I I need to see. I need to see a competitive game from these Jets. It has to be competitive. Because if they get their butts kicked again on national TV, man, it'll be tough to watch. But but I'll be here with you. I'll, I'll be here. Turn on the radio, and we can we can we can complain about it together. <laughs> uh, so so that's what I need to see. I also need to see, and before the last game of the season, I need to see Garrett Wilson hit that all important one thousand yard mark for the season because it'll be the second time in two years that he's done it. He's forty two yards away from doing it, so maybe that can factor into your parlay. Garrett Wilson over forty yards, right? Even 50, I would do. And it's just amazing to me that he can achieve that in two back-to-back years, knowing all of the different men that have thrown him the football. Think about it. All the def- different starters for the Jets over the past two seasons. It's, you know, but what, Zach Wilson, Chris Strebler, uh, Mike White, Aaron Rodgers, although he didn't actually ever catch a pass from him, but whatever. Um, 
who am I missing from this year? It's Trevor Simeon. That's five. Uh, you know, so it's it's actually incredible. Um, and it speaks to the talent of Garrett Wilson. So uh, 42 yards away, I want, him, I, I want him to hit that tomorrow or later today. Um, also, the Browns don't really defend the run too well. Um, so I, I would love to see Brees Hall hit 100 yards uh, for the third time this season only, which is also crazy to me. And I guess most importantly, I just want to see all of the players, especially the building block ones, leave this game, come back to New York without any injuries. Of course, injuries are going to happen in the game, but I just don't want to see any injuries that are going to you know, just carry over for next year and put this team at a detriment again for next year. So um, those are the things. Um, as far as the score prediction, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, I, I guess, here, but... Um, and I think I'm giving the Jets a little too much credit here. I'm going Browns 24, Jets 13. Yeah, 13 sounds a little high, doesn't it? <laughs> but hey, who knows? Uh, crazier things have happened, haven't they? All right, 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. We go out to line two. Mike in Connecticut. What's going on there, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Dan? Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What's on your mind? Doing well. Uh, first time call, long time listener. He's doing a great job. Thanks. I appreciate so, that. Thank you. No problem. Um, it's funny you mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. before. I was actually the one who on Facebook posted about um, Giants doing that little move about Marvin Harrison just because we haven't had a playmaker like that since Odell Beckham. And yep. if we're not going to keep Saquon, what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. There's, so, I mean, so, it starts so, with. Mike, anybody who didn't read the comment, what'd you say? What'd you write? So. What I wrote was um, move up to number two, you know, make a trade with Arizona, move up to number two, give the number five, maybe um, top, what was it, top pick, I think, from next year, and throw in, like, Wondell Robinson, try and get Marvin Harrison Jr., because Arizona's got DeAndre Hopkins right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think with the Kyle Murray extension they're going to go for a QB, but who knows, crazier things have happened. Yeah. So... But, you know, it's just a thought. I mean, if not Wondell Robinson, I mean, if we're not going to do anything with Barkley and he's still under contract for the next few months or so and we don't do the uh, tag on him, maybe put him in there, you know, try and get, you know, try and get that game changer for us. And, you know, we got a couple of guys out there for tackles. You know, you got Trent Brown and uh, Anawanu, both from the Patriots, who are free agents this year, so... You know, just some things to think about with that. But, I mean, the Giants are, yeah, I'm not a Jets fan, but I have my own family. They're all Jets fans. So I feel for them. It's been 50-some-odd years since they won. So I've got to feel for them a little bit. But the Jets are a heck of a lot closer than the Giants are to Definitely. doing any sort of damage. Absolutely. Even even though, the Giants, even though the Giants made the playoffs last year, you know, they overachieved. Yes. We all know it. Yep. So... But, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts. Um, like I said, you're doing a great job. Happy holidays. And uh, I'm going to hang up and listen to what you got to say. All right, thanks, Mike. appreciate that. Um, you know what? This Marvin Harrison, and I haven't done a, a ton of draft homework, but I remember it wasn't this season. Was it Was it last season? Is he, is he a junior? It, it, was his ho- it was his sophomore season. And I, I watched him play, and I was like, man, this kid is good. This kid is good, good. So – I think I like the strategy for the Jets. I, I, I like the strategy for the Giants, sure, but I think the Jets are that guy away. I don't think the Giants are. 
And maybe you could figure out a way where you can come away with Harrison. If you could figure out a way to come away with Harrison, an offensive lineman, and a cornerback. I mean, those are the top three needs for me for the Giants. Um, that would be a fantastic draft for the Giants. A wide receiver, an offensive lineman, and a cornerback. All starters. I know that's a lot to ask for, but... You know, that speaks to just Harrison. He's he's a complete and utter game changer. And uh, just uh, the, the, the NFL Pro Football the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, just uh, not not just, but a few hours ago, put out the finalists uh, for the tw- the class of twenty twenty four. And um, speaking of feeling for somebody, I, I feel for Tiki Barber, uh, my colleague here at the fan, and, and a good guy. And um, Tiki Barber was not part of the um, the finalists uh, named for this year. Anyway, um, he was a semifinalist for the first time this year, not named to the finalists um, for the class of uh, 2024. So uh, talking about feeling for someone, uh, Tiki, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tiki, man, that sucks. Uh, but anyway, 877-337-6666 is the phone number to get aboard. We go down to Lake Mary, Florida. Michael's on line five. What's going on, Michael? Hey, how are you, Danielle? Uh, great, how are you? Good. I was hoping we could pivot to the Rangers here a little bit. Go ahead. You know, the only team really giving us any happiness right now. Right. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, but before I get that really quick, um, one of the earlier callers there was talking about that. Uh, you talked about the James Dolan letter to the fans. Yeah. What, what year was that? 2018, five years ago. Yeah, okay. I didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. No, because no, they had the two runs in 14 and 15, and right. they had a couple of years. In, but look what they've done in less than five years, right? Yeah. This yeah. Is a really, really turned a lot around there. But um, just being really happy, I and mean, they're just humming along. Another great win today. But I came across an interesting stat too, and I know I called you. I think it was like last week or the, week, or the last time you were on the air. The, la- the last time around, about <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's been a lot of shifts, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, about some of the different things about the the differences with the Rangers this year from last year. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing here, which which really is a telltale of their depth, is that they've already lost more manpower games this year in 31 games than they did all of last year, and look where they still are. Huh. So that that tells you a lot right there. They lost 56, I'm sorry, 55 manpower games last year combined, 56 this year. That's because you got the two big injuries right now with Heedle and Kako right. being out so long. But what does that tell you about the team, right, that they still have this depth that guys are filling in, and Laviolette, it's not a coincidence. This, this guy has won a cup. He's been to two other cup finals. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. There's a system in here, and and I was and I was a Gallant guy. Yeah, me too. This. I, I actually like but, Gallant. Yep. And but you know what, Laviolette's bit better for the Rangers, and I think even so. bringing in his assistants, he's got Michael Pecka, he's got Phil Housie. These guys are really, really coaching this team well. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not like a ten game sample size now; it's over thirty. So hopefully, it could just keep humming along. And and also to mention, last thing to mention too, and then I'll, I'll let you go on this is that. Um, you know, Benoit Lair, their goaltender coach, is, is by far the best goaltender coach in the National Hockey League. He gets, he's so underrated and doesn't get talked about unless you really know the team. Right. He's helped Shesterkin. He's helped even Jonathan Quick be more like a la Jonathan Quick of the Cup, of the cup teams for the Kings right now. So, yeah. Jonathan uh, Quick, really, I mean, what an underrated, I guess now people know about him, but what an underrated player on this, on this Rangers team. Oh, who is? No, no, like quick! I, I, I am oh, so oh, oh. pleased with what he has been able to do and add to this team. Oh, 
Yeah, I just think coming in, he doesn't have he doesn't have the pressure on his shoulders that he's the number one goalie. But I right. know that it's a lair working with him, getting him back to probably what he was doing well when he was when he was at his, the top of his game. But yep. anyway, you have a great night. We'll talk to you again this week. Okay. All right, Michael. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for the call there. Yeah, and and it's just if if you're not into hockey, this might be the year that you want to do it. I mean, the the Giants are out. The Jets are out again. And hockey, I mean, the Rangers are great. Devils are good. Islanders are, you know, well, you know, the Islanders, they're good too. It, it's not like, I mean, this, how do I say this without being, to do these shows, is, it's it's amazing, right? But to keep doing the negativity, negativity, negative, negative, it's Man, it's tough. It's tough to keep coming in here and doing the negative. So when we talk hockey, it's, it's always positive. And by the way, if, if you're tuning in tonight, you missed it last night. I had on, of course, if you're a Ranger fan, you know who it is, Rick Carpiniello. He's a long-time, long-time beat reporter for the Rangers. He's got a new book. If you're really into, like, the Rangers and the Rangers history, we talked about Messier last night and Graves and, and Gretzky. And you might want to go on WFAN On Demand and and take a listen to that and and let me know what you think and and, and pick up his book of course uh, the franchise um uh curated history of the, the the blue shirts something along those lines just google it rick carpiniello rangers the franchise it'll come right up but uh yeah i enjoyed it i, I was a pretty good book I, I you know that was part of my daniel's wfm book club there um proud member i would say one of the better ones i, I would definitely say and i hate to rank them against each other but Go back, take a listen to that, WFN On Demand there. And um, while we have some football calls on hold here, we could talk about how Thanksgiving Day is just a great uh, playoff predictor in the NHL. And, uh, of course, I'm Danielle McCartan, and I looked at it both on Thanksgiving. I checked in again on Christmas almost exactly a month later. And which of our hockey teams would be in? Which would our Which of our hockey teams would be out? Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Welcome back to the fan. My name is Daniel McCartan hanging with you for one more segment right here. On 101.9 FM, 6.60 AM, the free Odyssey app. Paul Rosenberg was just in here again. He's just He is just so amped to talk to you, and I can't wait to hand it off to him because he is just a ball of energy at this time in the morning. The TV has gone out in the studio, direct TV signal loss, so I can't imagine what the weather looks like out there. A little nervous to drive home, but I'll take my time, and uh, we'll go from there. So if you are on the roads, please take your time. Don't run anybody off the roads and watch for uh, watch for the ponding on the roadways, as they say. Um, I was just talking to Paul, too. I said, I can't wait for I, I wish this was snow. In a way, I wish this was snow because I can't wait for it. Um, but uh, as we get into the winter season here and uh, talk some hockey, Thanksgiving they use to measure success in the regular season so far. And... Teams in a playoff position on Thanksgiving traditionally make the playoffs at an 80% clip. And I checked on Thanksgiving. 
And out of our three teams, the Rangers would be in. And that's it. Islanders, Devils would have missed out even with the wild card spots. I didn't say anything. Didn't post it. Kept it in my notes. Checked in again on Christmas Day. So that is not including any games that were played today. So Christmas Day, I checked in. Or maybe the day after Christmas, the 26th, whatever it was. But almost pretty much exactly a month later. The Rangers still own the Metropolitan Division. Islanders forced themselves into the conversation, and they would be a playoff team. Yes, both of them would be as of Christmas Day or the day after. The Devils, like on Thanksgiving, would still be out of it. But as of Christmas Day, they're out just three points of a wild card spot. So if football is getting you down, I think it's time to start watching some, you know, actually good hockey, right? And listen, I know it's a long shot. I get it. Totally understood. But on Christmas afternoon, I put 20 bucks on the Rangers to win the cup. And the odds, plus 1,100. They were like fifth or sixth best odds. And the Devils are actually right behind them at plus 1,300. So, yeah. So, I obviously know it's a long shot. But, hey, why not? 877-337-6666 in the order that you called to go to line one. Mike in New Jersey. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Danielle? Uh, good, How's how everything? You? Good, good. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. I was wondering, you know, about the Giants. Like, they want to start, you know, Tyron Taylor. Yeah. I think it's good. But what? It's like a, it's like a good story with, um, you know, DeVito. I think, like, just to finish the series off, I think it's like a good story. Not that the Giants are going there anywhere. Yeah. I know they're not in the playoffs. But I think it's just good because I think he's not going anywhere. Time I tell that he's like a free agent. So let's see what he can do. What do you think? Should they have started him or give Tyrod Taylor the start? What no, do you think? I, I think it's a DeVito. I, I think the Giants should have started DeVito. I mean, like you Me said, too. Tyrod Taylor's exactly. not on the team next year. Maybe he might exactly. be, but he, at this point in time, there's no plans for him in the future. DeVito, is he the QB2? Is he a practice squad guy? Is he going to be cut? Exactly. Who knows? But we need to, mm-hmm. to play him and start him in these regular season games to get an idea of where he stands for next year. It's not exactly. about who's starting week 17. It's for mm-hmm. next year. Right. I totally agree with you, 100%. And I feel, like, bummed out because, like, I want – it's like a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. The re- yeah. There's there's a lyrics. The rest is still unwritten. You know what, Mike? When I <laughs> when I woke up, uh, the, you know, this morning, I guess, it was a little later because I worked yeah. this shift again last, you know, last night. But sure. I woke up, and I obviously I checked my phone, and I looked, and one of the first things I saw when I was scrolling was Tyrod Taylor's the starter. They named him the starter, mm-hmm. and I was like, come on. I had a moment <laughs> of like, come on, man, really? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's how I woke Absolutely. up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I hear you on that. Same thing with me, too. Definitely, totally, 100%. Just for the simple fact, and thanks for the call there, Mike, for the simple fact that DeVito's under contract with the Giants next year. He is. So you can't replicate these game minutes in OTAs or practice or even the preseason, let's be honest, because the number one guys aren't playing then. This is valuable time that they're wasting. And I... I just don't understand why why Tyrod Taylor is the starter. Okay, you want to win games. Fine. For what? 
I mean, I'm not trying to tank it. And, and and this narrative that DeVito equals tanking, I don't know where that developed over the past 24 hours because it certainly wasn't a part of the conversation last night. DeVito does not equal tanking. The guy won three games in a row for the Giants. The last time they did that was last October. So maybe they pull a win off against the Rams with DeVito as the quarterback. Who knows? I, I, I just, it, to me, it's it's the wrong move. It's the wrong move to start Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor, don't get me wrong, I said this a million times tonight. He is the better quarterback of the two. But they're not trying to win games at this point. Like, you're not playing for a playoff spot. You're playing to evaluate. And if the scope of evaluating this team, you know, what's the most important position in all of professional sports? The quarterback. Evaluate the quarterback. Name DeVito. We go to Joseph in Manhattan, right here in Manhattan. What's going on, Joseph? Hey, Danielle. Great show. And thank you. Some great calls tonight, yeah. by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was calling because it seems to me that this conversation goes around and around with the offensive line, um, quality, sort of the quality offensive line in the NFL, the Jets, the Giants, and everyone else. And it seems to me a big part of the problem is the uh, offensive linemen have just gotten too big. I mean, they just they don't move. Their technique isn't very good. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's looking for the next Tony Baselli, the next Orlando Pace. Those guys are one in a million. And I think, you know, I mean, something uh, Bill Walsh recognized years ago, and I think it's more true now than ever. And a couple of years ago, the uh, Chargers drafted a guy, left tackle, it's considered quote-unquote undersized, 6'4", change, 300. Mm-hmm. But he's a tremendous athlete, Northwestern, footwork terrific, technique terrific. Mm-hmm. He was an all-pro as a rookie. Yeah. You know, and, and you look for that guy, 6'4 and change, 300. He's a really good athlete and great technique. That's a much more realistic and, I would say, a more effective way of going about offensive line yeah. um, scouting. But what do you think? Yeah, when, when I look, and I, I was saying just last night, Joseph, that I love doing my, my, my draft work. Like, I take a lot of pride in that, and, and I read through the scouting reports. For me, when I look at like, size, like you said, it's not all that. It is part of the equation, but I like for... Um, when it says things like the guy punches, he, he's he's a good he punches well. His hands are good, moves his hands. I love when they say nasty attitude. Like those are the guys that I want on my team. Good footwork, can use some work here, but yeah, those are the guys that I like. If you're just picking solely on size, I mean that's that's a problem. Yeah, well, and 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 also uh, you know technique, um, uh, intangibles, like you said, you know, all those things. And also, where did he play? Like, what kind of uh, you know, what kind of teammate was he? What you know, what yep. sort of program did he come from? That's another part of it. Yep. Like, you know, that 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 plays a role too. And who did, you know coached him? Where who? Where did he? You know, what's his sort of lineage? Um, but I just you know, I like you watch running plays. Uh, they're they're terrible. I mean, the, the guys, the linemen can't get out in front of the running back mm-hmm. half the time. You know, and they're playing against the best athletes. On the other team, the defensive ends and the linebackers. I, I don't, I, Joseph, as you're talking, I thought of a play where I watched Mackay Becton absolutely flatten Aaron Donald, flatten like a pancake, and then, oh. and they ran the ball behind him, and it was a, obviously a large gain. Where did that guy go? That's what I want to know. Becton? Yeah, like where? I, no, where? Where did that player of Mackay, that version of Mackay Becton, oh, go? I, well, injuries. I mean, he's been very injury prone. Um, he's, I think he's overweight still. Yeah. You know, he, if he, he, I tried to lose some weight. I think he's, he's worked hard, but he's still just not, he's, and he doesn't bend real well for yeah. a tall guy. I mean, he doesn't always, you know, he's very, he's, he's got a lot of range, obviously, and he can, 
like you said, he flattened Donald's smaller, quote unquote, smaller player. Right. But he, you know, it doesn't like he get he got uh, beat a couple times um, in the last game when they got when they were playing the uh, Commanders. There was one time I can't remember who was quarterback at the time, but I think it was Simeon. He got flattened because Beckton just you know it's a complete turnstile. Did you <laughs> see complete, that one? Give him the complete ole there, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. that happened. You know, so he's not. Yeah, he's not consistent. Nope. Looks not great. He's had the injury problems. Um, and actually, I think he probably, if he'd stayed at right tackle, he probably would have been pretty good. Um, you know, he can just he can just kind of drive out on those running plays. And um, but he doesn't. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's. So it's it's not easy. And like the other caller said, you know, he like what was it? One out of the last three Super Bowl teams. One player out of the last three Super Bowl teams. Offensive lineman was the first round pick. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's development too. Yeah, you know, and Joseph, and I love looking at like the scouting reports, like the actual scouting reports of these players. That's how I kind of determine, you know, my grading system on the players. And and there was a kid in my class, um, I don't know, about two weeks ago, um, bigger kid, you know, strong kid, and he was like, "Miss Garden, I'm I'm, uh, I'm gonna try football." I was like, "Really?" He was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it." And I said, okay, well, what position would you, would you try for? And he was like, I think, think, uh, I think they're going to make me an offensive lineman. And I was like, well, that's good. That's really good. You know, there's a lot of money in offensive linemen, you know. Uh, but you know what I told him? And he was kind of like looking at me like uh, maybe asking for advice in a way without actually asking it. So I said to him, I was like, you know what you should do? I almost said his name. I don't want to say his name. But I said, you know what you should do? You should try boxing. Start boxing. It'll get you into shape, of course. Boxing is a great workout, but it'll it'll teach you how to use your hands in a violent way. And that is something that I look for. I told him this. This is something that I look for in scouting reports of players that are coming out of college to go into the pros. All of that. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I keep you updated on his progress, I guess. Um, what I know, I guess I'll tell you as much as I can on that. But, uh, yeah, he's like, all right, Ms. Garner, I'll, 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 I'll try it. I was like, okay. All right, see ya. All right, but anyway, thanks to all the callers. Could not have done this without you tonight, and I love coming here and talking with you. So if you missed any portion of tonight's show, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature and select the start, which is around 1030-ish. Great job to Nick Theodoro, Alex's arm tonight, and also to Peter Schwartz on the updates. We'll have the same bat time, same bat channel, I guess, tomorrow night for the third of three in this Danielle tripleheader, 10 to 2 tomorrow night. In the meantime, it's at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Paulie Rosenberg, chomping at the bit to get here next, right here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The Red. WFAN.